I want to invite everyone to uh, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Best way to figure out all the different ways you can support us, all the good things we have going on there. I want to invite everyone to smash those thumbs up, share this video. It's going to be a big video tonight. Shout out to Walther Arms, who is the sponsor of the podcast tonight. Uh, we appreciate those guys sponsoring us. And uh, let's see. Like we, oh, we got to wait for Chad to do jazz hands. I don't know where he went off to, but uh, <laughs> let me see. I will press the open. I'll press the open button while we're waiting for him to come back over here. Welcome back. All right, there we go. Strange situation. Okay, cool. Lifestyles. So make sure you guys subscribe. Thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live here. We do have a couple of different things going on, but shout outs to everyone that's out there. Biggest thing you could do to help us out tonight, smash those thumbs ups, okay? And share this with friends. Um, okay, there goes Chad. All right, guys, this is a tradition here on the show. We got to do jazz hands. There you go. Chad, jazz hands. There you go. Everyone's doing jazz hands. All right. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you have your big girl panties on. This is episode 589 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Our guest tonight, Palmetto State Armory and Brownells in, well, not really in the building. I guess I can't say sort in of. the building. Yeah, kind of in the building. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. So we've got Roy here. Let me go. Let me close up on Roy. Hey. This, this is Roy from Brownells. He's flying the flag for Brownells. Roy, tell the people what you do at Brownells real quick. I do... Uh, my official job title is public relations and media relations, but pretty much I do whatever they tell me to do. All right. That, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> we have Josiah here from PSA, Palmetto State Armory. Josiah, what's up? Welcome to the show. Uh, do you want to tell the people what you do at Palmetto State Armory? Uh, yeah. Similar to Roy, I'm a consumer relations manager. Um, I handle a lot of the uh, non-traditional customer service um outside of facebook and i do like uh, your forums ar15.com whatnot i handle some of the uh more random things that come across and um that traditional customer service doesn't uh doesn't handle and i also do um affiliate marketing as well okay very cool and there he goes chad wiley also of psa joining us from i don't know some kind of palace or something where Sitting out in the garden. I had stuff. I'm having. It's my wife's birthday party, so I uh, hate to have those issues. We went out to dinner, and I came back, and I had stuff going on in the house, so I came outside. And you guys, there would be a baby or kid crying in the background. Shortly, That's fine. That I'm is here. fun. I made it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. Chad, tell the folks out there what you do at PSA. I'm the CEO of PSA. Um, I also do a lot of kind of like. In, in conjunction with what Josiah's doing, I, I'm on Facebook a lot. I do a lot of customer relations type stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of turned into an odd role as a CEO to be as engaged with customers as I am. But um, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm, a gun, I'm a gun guy first. I'm a competitive yeah. shooter. I'm out at ranges every day. So for us to be able to get feedback and things from our customers, you have to be one with them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, you have to live the lifestyle like they do, and and yeah. that's kind of where I fit in. Um, you know, other than the day-to-day -day running the warehouse, the manufacturing and all that with AKs and everything, yeah, um, I do a lot of the social media coverage too. Awesome. And we've, um, I mean, we've, we've kind of set a new standard, I think, with customer engagement on uh, how how manufacturers deal with individual relationships of consumers. 
Okay, awesome. And that's basically what we wanted to do today. Um, basically, Josiah and I were talking. Uh, we were talking about some questions and things like that people had about customer service, you know, things that are going on right now, supplies, <laughs> what's in stock, all of that. And we were like, you know what, maybe we should do a podcast like this and uh, answer people's questions. And then we got Roy from Brownells to also jump on. So basically, we've got like, I don't know, I think the two biggest uh, retailers out there right now. You know, in the country, Probably. when it comes to yeah. firearms, we've got their representatives here. So this is really going to be um, a show for the folks out there. If you guys have questions, we will we will take your questions here. Um, also, what I wanted to do was catch up with everyone. So let's see. I'll, I'll start with Roy. Roy Brownells, yeah. what's going on right now? Because um, when I'm when I'm talking and getting feedback from people around the country and, and any, you know, Chad, just saw you guys could jump in here as well. I'm getting feedback that um, everything is being sold, records are being broken in so far as sales, there's nothing available in stores. Um, how are you guys seeing it there, Roy, at Brownells? Right. Well, I don't know if you if you caught it, but uh, oh, about a week ago or so, our chairman, Pete Brownell, was actually on uh, Fox Business with Stuart Varney mm -hmm. uh, talking about some of these things. And I, if I remember correctly, the, the specific timeline, things started a little nuts for us about March the 8th, of course, with all the, the, the round of COVID-19 shutdowns starting. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started seeing runs on popular calibers of ammunition, uh, pretty much specifically 9mm and 5.56 and then as the shutdowns lasted longer and more and more people started to realize, hey, we might be on our own, we saw, of course, uh, old news police departments saying they weren't going to answer certain types of calls. And this, of course, was before all the social unrest mm -hmm. with what started in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. uh, that and, and, and the social unrest and, and the protests and the riots uh, and and calls to defund police departments, et cetera, in various it, cities. It, it seems like we just keep getting one thing after another here. Are pretty much just gasoline dumped on an already raging fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing, the other thing that we've noticed mm -hmm. is a lot of the uh, businesses, a lot of the, the companies, uh, the vendors whose stuff we sell, mm -hmm. they are hampered, depending on which state they are, they are in, by their own COVID-19 situation. So uh, it's starting to hit logistics. It's starting to uh, be a supply chain issue just because some companies haven't been able to ramp up production as much as they, they, they would have been just because they've been limited by the COVID-19 shutdowns. Mm -hmm. But just on a personal note, uh, I was myself shopping for 5.56 ammo today, mm -hmm. and I think we had like three SKUs in stock, and it was all high-end uh, target ammo. Did so, you hey. did you uh, go over and check PSA's site? They might have some. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> actually no, I didn't. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be jokes like this. I don't think they gonna check out Brownells. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be jokes like this. Absolutely. Oh yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Friendly I'm ready. rivalry, you know. Next thing after yeah, this, work. I'm expecting like a baseball match or something with PSA <laughs> Brownells. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Josiah. Actually, shop it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'll just say we're all in it for the Second Amendment. So I mean, yeah, there's friendly absolutely. competition, but there's all, <laughs> and right. we're in the yeah. same thing together for the Second Amendment. So right. while yeah. there is competition, there's also good relationships there. Um, yeah. But but to go, you know, to kind of piggyback on what Roy's saying, ours started about the same time. Really, March 13th is where our e-commerce just saw it just blow up. Mm -hmm. And like he was saying, you know, any nine millimeter, two, two, three, and five, five, six. Um, and what's really taken off, you know, is 
your ammo, popular calibers, uh, uh, complete completed ARs, um, uh, AR-15 build kits. Everybody's already got tons of strip lowers. People want to build kits, uppers, um, uh, completed lowers uh, for the folks. There's a lot of first-time buyers out there, a ton of them. And so we're seeing a ton of first-time buyers who they know how to slap two pins together and do a complete upper and a complete lower. So we're seeing a lot of that, um, but not as much people building out, but a lot of first-time buyers. Okay. All right, Chad, would you uh, would you agree with that? Uh, any- yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it, 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 I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. I mean, everything on the website sold out. I mean, we're mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we're seeing. We're right now capacity about 2,000 uppers a day. We're about 750 to 800 lowers, um, both stripped and you know, you know, built up. Mm-hmm. We're shipping about 2,000 packages out of our serialized warehouse. We're averaging about seven to 8,000 out of the back. I mean, it's just we, we nobody was expecting this, mm-hmm. and you know, the the customer side of it. I don't know if Brownells. I don't know if you guys are seeing it too, but. I mean, our, our customers are becoming increasingly impatient, um, way more than I've ever seen, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've all but got death threats about wow. you know, guns trying to get to them um, in a timely manner. And, and you just can't – I think the frustrating part for me is, you know, you get beat up. Well, they need to add this to customer service. or they Customer service has seen a 360% increase in, in contacts. So we're whereas last year this time we were getting like 1,000 emails and 1,000 calls a day. Mm-hmm. This last week, we averaged forty five hundred emails a day. Wow! And we're seeing upwards of two or three thousand phone calls a day. Mm. Um, a lot of them were within twenty four to forty eight hours of an order being placed, wanting to know where the package was. Mm-hmm. So you got all these people wanting to know, you know, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? It's kind of, you know, I get it. People's in fear right now, but um, I mean, I, to, for me, yes, the ammo and the guns have sold, but everything, tools, um, soft goods. Holsters, bags, <laughs> cleaning kits, um, anything and everything that has anything to do with a firearm right now, mm-hmm. um, you can sell. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's going out in droves. Um, even the accessories, the aftermarket accessories, you know, before when we'd see and, and you know, <clears throat> you'd see the, the, the standard SKUs go out, right? Mm-hmm. And I created the PSA Custom Series about a year ago. Hank, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, it's, it's the the over and beyond accessory line, so to speak, of things that we use in competition, stuff that we play around with, different products that we normally wouldn't consider mil-spec, that stuff's selling so fast, I can't keep up with it either. I mean, DLC bolts, colored charging handles, um, I mean, just anything and everything that you could think of is just flying off the shelves. And I think you got, you had COVID, you have the the defund the police movement, um, you've got the riots, you've got just everything's kind of hitting at one time and people are, are nervous like Atlanta for right now. I mean, we saw a huge uptick really? in uh, Georgia orders. Oh yeah. Georgia orders were just overnight. Cause I think this story in Atlanta is, uh, is kind of uh, taken over the spotlight. What in the last 48 hours or something yeah. like that? Yeah. The yeah. police, the, um, the uh, DA charged that guy. And then um, the next morning, the GBI, but basically, I've got friends there. Mm-hmm. The police walked off. The police said that, you know, you're not going to support me. I'm, I'm leaving my job. Mm-hmm. And um, they were GBI was asked to kind of help police and whatnot. Well, the GBI came out with a statement this morning and said that they hadn't even finished their investigation. Mm-hmm. They just started it. 
and there's no information passed on to the attorney, the district attorney, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the police were still walking off. The mayor had to do a, a news conference pleading for them to come back today. So, I mean, you've got people in Georgia that are being un, unprotected because they're, you know, whatever the ideology of the, of the, the situation is with the police department. So mm-hmm. um, basically it's, it's, we're getting what we ask for. I, I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation. I was reading a letter here the other day from uh, the the owner of Franklin Armory, where he was basically saying most of us in America agree with people being upset at what happened to George Floyd. We're all upset by that. Yeah. You know, we're all angered by that. That shouldn't be that should not be the way that it is in America. But we were already on as as you know, everyone's been saying here, we're already taking a massive blow from from basically forcing everything to shut down in America over COVID, you know, then there's protests, which are valid, but those protests have turned into riots and looting and destruction, you know, and then there's this massive call for defunding the police, which you ask for it, you know, you could get it. (laughs) So all of those things are scaring the living daylights out of people. And one of the things that I, that, um, that I'm seeing, there's, there's those of us who, are, I, I don't know, maybe the regular gun guys, we're always buying stuff, we're always building things and doing stuff. Well, a massive amount of these sales is not coming from us. Right. <laughs> new new first, time, first time people. Yeah, and right, this, is exactly. the reason, this is why they're buying everything, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I talked to a lady from, uh, from people I never would have thought in a million years would own a gun, asking me, hey, Chad, what do you think about this? What do you, mm-hmm. I mean, high school teachers and people I had lost contact with that know what I do now. Yeah. They're asking, asking for advice on what to buy. Cause they've never bought a gun before. It's kind of like I'm their firearm Sherpa, right? Trying to mm-hmm. navigate the yeah. mountain of what to do. And it's, you're right. There, there's a lot of first time with that. I think is what we see, you know, on the, the frustration side of the consumer that everybody, that, that, that group of people I think are used to Amazon Mm-hmm. So when you place an order, right. it comes the next day, mm-hmm. and we we're not Amazon. We're never going to be Amazon. It's going to be very hard for us to to ever get to that level, just because we're a manufacturer too. A lot mm-hmm. of our, I mean, and there's uh, there's these things called laws. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's, uh, there's, there's the ATF. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know there's certain processes and procedures hard, that need to be followed. Tough. It's hard to ship a serialized item. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it takes mm-hmm. takes time, and it's not a it's not a same day. When you're getting twenty thousand orders, you know, in a system, mm-hmm. and you only gear up to do two to three thousand a day. It, it it's a it's a it's a time time game. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Josiah. I think you were trying to get something in. Well, I was just going to say a couple things. I've encouraged so many of our customers who I talk to. Um, they, my email address gets out. I've given it out on your podcast before. They email me and you're like, hey, where's where's my order at? What's going on? I found out they ordered, you know, one or two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let people know, like, hey, if you've ordered within the past five days, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just 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 hold off. We're, we're not going to uh, if you've ordered just, you know, if it's been less than five days, don't send an email. Uh, don't call us. We've got your order. We're going to get it out as quickly as possible. Yep. Um, it's just that we don't want the email and the phones going off right now. We're not taking phone calls, but the emails right now, everybody's all the customer service reps are on emails 
And we don't want them getting flooded with, hey, I ordered two days ago. Where's my order? Mm -hmm. Instead, if there's somebody who genuinely has an issue, we want to be able to handle that and waiting through all those emails that it's like, hey, you know, it's been five days or less. Where's my order at? Will help us a lot. Um, and and to piggyback on what the first time uh, gun owners, I talked to a lady who lived just outside of New York City. She's never owned a gun in her life. She bought uh, a pistol with a high capacity magazine. Mm-hmm. And she said she had no idea what the laws were. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, oh, I didn't know that there was a capacity limit. She's like, that's fine. Just leave the magazines out and send me the gun. I'll buy my own magazines. And uh, she said she said it scares her for defund the police. She said, I've never thought of owning a gun in my life. But with a chance of me calling 911 and not being somebody, a cop being able to get there and defend me, she said, now I realize why the Second Amendment is there. She's like, it's my right to defend myself. And I thought that was amazing. And there's light bulbs going off in people's head um, that I'm talking to on a daily basis. I do a little bit more one-on-one talking 15, 20 minutes with people. And I've had quite a few of those conversations, I'd say at least four or five per day mm-hmm. over you know the past three or four months. Yeah, right. it's, it's a blessing and a curse, right, Roy? Right, right. Blessing and a curse. I've personally had several conversations both on the phone and via email or social media with folks mm-hmm. uh, who, who, because they know what I do. They've been asking me what kind of gun they should buy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. One of the things Brownells did in response to this is uh, about two weeks ago, we put out on our YouTube channel a uh, video called Should I Buy a Gun? Uh, we were working with a, a competitive shooter. Her name is Tess Salb. She's, she competes in the tactical games currently. Mm-hmm. She actually was a... Uh, pentathlete hopeful for the Olympics a few years ago. And uh, we've got a couple other videos designed specifically for first-time buyers, walking them through the process, what to expect when they go inside a gun store, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, absolutely, there is a huge, huge spike in first-time gun buyers. And, and you've seen all sorts of stories and accounts in, in both in endemic gun media and also uh, if you want to mainstream regular media. I mean, there were... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I saw a story just a few days ago about various public gun companies and what their stock prices were doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, lots and lots of interest. I, I, for one, hope lots of these first time, as as you were saying, uh, the light goes off for a lot of people. They don't understand. They don't get it until it affects them. And once it affects them, they say, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. this pertains to me. Oh, wait, this is different now. Right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping there are lots of. Uh, light bulb moments happening all across the country for folks who otherwise previously had not been into gun ownership or the Second Amendment itself. Right, exactly. Um, Let me just get this comment in real quick from Flying Rich. He gave us a couple of bucks. He says, hashtag BOP, Roy. Uh, (laughs) And he says, at Shooting Gallery, any is worth uh, uh, BOP. So there you go. Um, if if the uh, PSA guys don't know what that is, BOP is uh, Bureau of Propaganda, which is the propaganda <laughs> wing <laughs> of uh, Brownells. <laughs> it's like a little club. It's like a little club. Yeah, you remember the. Uh, people say cult. <laughs> we prefer to say club, not yeah, cult. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you remember, if you remember uh, Disney, it's kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club, something like that. Right. Just, uh, if you could, if you so can imagine it. Cooler. Yeah. Um, so I know I know uh, like what Chad was saying, I, I think all of you guys are saying this, the, the systems that you guys have set up and you're pretty you're pretty big companies, right? You're pretty big companies. You're already dealing with a lot of stuff, but you've never had the system set up to deal with this. And let's be honest, going in like coming off of uh, SHOT Show 2020, 
Um, no one saw this. There were lots of companies that were literally going out of business. They had overproduced, <laughs> you know, they had overproduced ARs and different things like that, expecting maybe Hillary to win or something, and everyone was going to buy everything. And then that just like sent down the price, the prices of ARs, and and there was a there was just this, you know, they couldn't sell these things, they couldn't move them out of the warehouses, and everyone was in cautious mode. And then boom. <laughs> Right, you you get hit with this. Yep. How, I mean, is have you even spoken to uh, people about scaling up your ability to deal with any of this stuff? I think Chad, you're you're muted. Can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry. So we um, in the last two weeks, I think we've added close to forty five, fifty new job wrecks. Hmm. Um, to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus we've reached out to all the vendors and the vendors are all trying to get um, as much as they can in the production, but everybody's fighting for the same resources, right? So not everybody's, we, we saw this happen several years ago um, and people jumped up and they bought all these machines and they got, they, they extended their lines of credit and they did all this expansion. Mm-hmm. And then you had this suckle, boom, it mm-hmm. collapsed. Mm-hmm. Caused a lot of people a lot of grief, had a lot of problems with it. I think people's being skeptical. So, if your shop's got 300 spindles, that's it. They're not adding more. They're running more shifts, mm-hmm. but they're not going to go and expend millions of dollars on more machinery because there's probably going to be a hangover to this. Yeah. So yeah. once this calms yeah. down, the hangover is probably going to be worse than it was during a Trump slump, which is what happened during mm-hmm. uh, Shot Show this last year. Um, you know, Obama was a great gun salesman, you know, whatever your political uh, affiliation is, he, he, he sold a lot of guns and then Trump came in and I think people were like, you know, for whatever reason, don't um, need him. Sigh of relief. It's good. Mm -hmm. We're good. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to take our stuff. And, you know, then we did the little bump stock thing. But, uh, other than that, I think people felt confident that the guns were going to stay and people stopped buying. Mm -hmm. Well, now fast forward into this, this is worse than this is worse than anything we saw during the Obama administration. Yeah. Uh, This is like, this is like black Friday every day for going on six months now. You know, I mean, we've, we saw an uptick in March, but um, I don't know about you guys, but we've been busy since October of last year, really November last year. Mm -hmm. Um, We really didn't see a down downturn like we normally would. Yeah. So uh, I, I think people's being skeptical. We're all fighting for the same resources, you know, you hear these people on the internet, they'll argue with you where the stuff comes out of the same shop. About 70% of it legitimately comes from the same, <laughs> a lot of the same manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, it has to, if you're talking about yeah, foundries I mean, and forges and things yeah, like that, you can't just set those up anywhere. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it, there's a, we, it's a small community um, mm-hmm. and we all share a lot of the same resources and those guys are being skeptical about adding more machinery. And I, I, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. we're adding machinery, mm-hmm. but we're, bro- we're, we're kind of growing our own manufacturing uh, kingdom anyway. Mm-hmm. But some of these shops that all they do is OEM, we're different that, so that we've got, we've got the machines, we've got the retail wing, we've got the marketing wing, we've got, the, we've got all these different pieces so we can kind of control our own destiny, right? So if we add equipment, we can kind of absorb that on the retail side by deciding what the, cro- the, the cost of consumer is going to be. Mm-hmm. These other little shops that do OEM work, they can't afford another crisis. Mm-hmm. So um, 
yes, to answer your question, we, we try to maximize whatever we can to ramp up, up until the point that that company feels confident that they can continue supporting an environment post the fear. Yeah. And, and being careful because, yeah, if uh, when we come off of this, I don't know when it's going to be. You guys can give predictions. It's probably not going to be until after the elections. And really, um, that depends on how those elections go. Right. I think I think, yeah, we're too, exactly. I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think either which way it goes, the gun sales are going to continue. Mm-hmm. If Trump wins, people's going to be mad. There's going to be riots. If Trump loses, people's going to be scared. They're going to lose their guns. So, I mean, yeah. This is a no-win situation, I guess, for the for the um, for the American public, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, everybody's kind of the fear is what scares me. I mean, we're selling a lot of stuff to a lot of scared people. It's not like I'm hoarding this, and you got your occasional prepper every every other customer, right? Mm-hmm. America's turning into preppers. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People who make fun of preppers yeah. are preppers. Right. A crash course. I think that's like what what you were saying, right, Roy? Right. And how, how many people who used to laugh at preppers now have, you know, like 300 rolls of toilet paper in their basement? Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I would encourage so many of these people who are mm-hmm. – I would encourage so many people who are buying these guns, please go out and take some training courses. Yes. Um, there's uh, we, we've seen our uh, CWP and our court and our training courses, you know, you know, explode. And I would encourage the people who are watching y- your show, Hank, to go out before you shoot that gun, get a little bit of training on how to use it, how to clean it, mm-hmm. proper um, handling yeah. of firearms to keep you, yourself and your friends safe. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. I I, uh, I would concur with that. Um I know, so, so there's, because there are all these people that we were talking about before, right? There's all these new people. Roy was saying that you guys have made videos. Uh, you've all, you're all saying that you're seeing a lot of people calling in. I'm assuming that all these new people are asking stuff. Like the other day I had um, someone literally called me up and told me they bought an AR-15 and they wanted to know how to make it full auto. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah, you actually... Low shot of BCG, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, I thought it was the feds trying to, you know, yeah. trying to catfish me. And I was like, listen, you can't do that except under certain circumstances, you know, which I'm pretty sure if you're asking me about it, you know, you're know. N- yeah, you're not, you're not in, in that position. It's not a thing that you should do. And I asked him, I was like, why do you want to make it full auto? And he said, well, because I want it to be more accurate. And that's not to that's I'm not trying to make fun of that guy. Literally, this is what we're dealing with. Right. There's people who are going from what they saw on the news and, and, and right. what they've seen in movies and they don't right. know any better. So all of us who are gun guys, we this is probably the place where we need to chip in and try to help people. Right. Right. You know, right. try and to I help think- people to understand. Go ahead, Roy. No, I've just seen. uh on various websites, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing um, two schools of thought. One, one of which I understand, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's very helpful because mm-hmm. there seems to be one group of gun guys who say, "Well, the heck with all these new gunners. They're probably the same people who voted for the bans. They're probably the same people who voted for restrictions. The heck mm-hmm. with them." Mm-hmm. And then other people are saying, "No, no, no. We need to help these people. We need to educate them, bring them in the fold, with mm-hmm. the hope that they get it. The light bulb goes off, and uh, they become more aware voters." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so let me see. I got a couple of things here. We're gonna I'm gonna get to questions here in a second. Uh, stores. Okay, so Roy Brownells has uh, a store has at least one store, right? You know, we've got a retail store, in Iowa. Yes. Okay, no, we just one, just only one location at the Brownells facility. Yep. Right. Is that location open? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's open seven days a week. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a little bit different hours mm -hmm. because we are working with certain restrictions issued by the governor of Iowa regarding okay. COVID-19. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, there were restrictions on how many people you could have in a, in a quote-unquote public place or a business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've literally had to set up a system where we have people at the front door writing down how many folks have come into the store and as people leave we have a wait list basically to get in mm -hmm. because of COVID-19 restrictions but yeah it's open open seven days a week okay and I'm getting some questions here Lola's saying we're getting some questions did you guys have to take any precautions with everything going on around the country to secure your store and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the uh, PSA guys the same thing did you guys run into uh, any issues like that at Brownells I'll say that, that there are, uh, we are very much aware of what's going on around the country. Uh, I won't be able to really talk about any details. I'll just say we're aware and we are taking steps. Okay. All right. Um, and so Chad or Josiah, same thing with you guys? Yes, we're, we're um, our stores are protected. So the worst lesson you want is guns out all across, you know, that people should have. So our stores are protected. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, we had a little, uh, we've had a couple instances where we had to kind of hunker down and, and stay in place and make mm -hmm. sure, you know, we were, it, it really wasn't for the protection of the property as much as it's you don't want those firearms in the hands of people who don't need to have them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we, 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 I would not break into a PSA store. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm just being. Right. I'm being really. I wouldn't honest. suggest anyone to do it because uh, these are these are gun guys, you know. Right. Yeah, and at the same time, right. we don't want you know none of us, no one wants these uh, things getting into the hands of people that they shouldn't be in their hands, uh, specifically right. people that want to get out there and cause destruction and violence, you know, uh, and, and try to push the country in the wrong direction. Even though we're gun guys, that's not what we want. You know, not that's not what not we're. Yeah, that's not what we're trying to do here. Um, let me let me just get to this question. We'll get to questions for people now. If everyone out there, the range has asked this a couple of times. He gave us uh, five bucks here. He says, uh, Chad, an update on the dagger. Also, PMAGs not seating in my Gen three uh, PA ten. Is there a fix? Thanks, uh, PSA Brownells Hank. So um, yeah, Chad. Let's see. Update on the dagger. We've done we've done some we've put some videos out. And we have sure. videos still coming out on this, but I, I guarantee you, people still want to know about the dagger. They're, you know, they're excited about that. And then this, and then he also has issues here with the uh, the Gen Three PA10, I guess, and PMAG seating. The um, dagger, the, the the last release was we were going to have it. I think it was July mm -hmm. um, when Dusty was on. We're kind of waiting. I've got. I was given a pre-production model to try to break. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a review channel called Carolina Arms Review on Facebook, and mm -hmm. I'm kind of documenting some of the things that I found with it. There were some changes that we, we, we started making after I put my paws on it, so to speak. <coughs> um, nothing major, nothing that's going to delay it, but if if I can get through it and they can get through it, they're, they're, they're testing from a, like an engineering standpoint, they're testing a longevity situation. Mm -hmm. They're going 10, 15, 20,000 rounds 
and kind of documenting where things start to fail. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is I'm taking mine through 2000 and then we're going to start using aftermarket parts and make sure there's compatibility with other um, accessories out there and that kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of going through documenting. So, I mean, we're still in for a July release. I haven't heard anything that's going to stop it, mm-hmm. but we are still kind of tweaking some things that could have been a little bit better that we saw from a release standpoint. So um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. When I first, to be honest with you with that dagger, when I first heard about it, I'm not a Glock, like a Glock type guy, that mm-hmm. whole, or, you know, pistol fanboy type thing. Mm-hmm. Most of my comp guns are STI 2011s and okay. double stack. I was going to say, you must be a 19 guy. You probably got your, your hand got maimed by 1911s at a young age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started out, I shot, I shot single stack Kimbers for years and then I, I transferred over to 2011s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause you got 170 millimeter magazines open. It's bigger, you know, double stack, 25 rounds. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like, man, you know, we'll see. And then the more I played with it, the way the grip angle changed, the way the slide relief cuts were made, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people's got questions about the trigger and whatnot, which I'm going to go through. Um, we actually, when I first got the test production model, I wasn't too overly enthusiastic about the trigger pull or the the, the length of pull and the trigger pull it's, itself, the weight. And uh, we've got that down now pretty good so i mean mm-hmm. it's actually a, a a really viable true contender in that whole you know competition slash self-defense edc type market mm-hmm. uh, I, we just want to make sure it's okay mm-hmm. I, I don't nobody wants to live through another mac gate with it like the akv thing nobody wants to have another gen one ak mm-hmm. uh, jamin's fortunately given us the time the energy the resources the money everything to make it right so, um, you know, I, I still see a, J, a July time frame. I don't see anything major happening that's going to delay that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there is, we, we keep, if you go on the uh, Palmetto State Army Handgun Owners Association Facebook group, we keep everybody up to date almost in real time. Mm-hmm. So uh, any of your listeners out there, if they want to join that group and, and kind of be a part of that, we um, let people know steps along the way. It's kind of cool because we're interacting directly with the consumer as we're rolling this thing out. And for the majority of people, you got a small group of people who just want it. Give me my, take my money. I want the gun now. And the other guys are like, oh, this is kind of cool. You're letting us know. Just make it right. Mm-hmm. When I spend my $300, $400, I just want to be able to have a good gun that doesn't spend six weeks in warranty work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and it's it, a whole it's, new system from my understanding. It is. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's all, everything's made not really in-house, some of it's made in-house, but the majority of it's made to our specs and things that we wanted to have changed and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're doing everything we can to make sure that that platform, when it rolls, is as good as it can be the day that you get it and pull it out of that box. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And then now, I think... The PATN, just yeah. tell them to hook up with Josiah and mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll get it either sent back or... or replaced that's not a big deal mm-hmm. i would if i had anything to guess it's probably the mag release we had some um shallow cut mag releases at one point that got out we've switched most of them but if he's having an issue like that he can reach out to josiah okay and um yeah, we can yeah. get that we can just get that shoot me away. email yeah just shoot me an email josiah j-o-s-i-a-h at palmettestatearmor.com i'll get you taken care of yeah, yeah there you go there you go uh let's see I'm gonna, huh so that's an easy one yeah, let's see if we can get through some other questions here. If you guys have questions for Brownells 
or uh, PSA, let me know. We'll get into it. Um, I see people asking about the uh, the meme lowers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. What, what is this? Uh, Dan Hates You says, I want a COVID-15 lower. Is it too soon? <laughs> uh, it's... That's been brought up quite a bit. I uh, um, I do a lot of the meme lowers. The mm-hmm. next one that's going to come out is uh, the bear arms. It's a bear holding up an AR-15, and uh, it's got some cool selectors. Okay. But we've had uh, back off the AR-15 lower receivers. If you'll notice right now, all of them are off the website completely mm-hmm. um, because uh, they're we're, we're having to crank out as many orders as we possibly can. And when you've got 20 different meme lowers mm-hmm. um, that are clogging up, that supply chain, not supply chain, but you know, getting the orders out. We've pulled those off the website. We'll wait until we get the or, I mean, you know, about half of them out, and then we'll mm-hmm. put more lowers in stock. So, but as far as a COVID lower, um, mm-hmm. that one is, in my opinion, I've put this out here on on different uh, different platforms. My opinion on COVID is there's people dying over it. There's people who are truly suffering. I would not want to put out a COVID lower um, uh, because there's people that I know, friends, family that have been in the hospital on respirators because of this. I wouldn't wouldn't put out a COVID lower. I I just I'm not a a politically correct person, but I am sensitive towards um, legit. I can reason a little bit and I think the COVID is not a great idea. Yeah, Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Josiah, you're so yeah, you're yeah, so I logical. Was, I was completely. <laughs> Josiah, Josiah and I regularly have arguments about those meme lowers. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. I'm sure you got some ideas. Someone says they want to see a Karen lower. I want a oh. Karen lower. Yeah. Okay. Is there so a Carol Baskin lower? Okay, Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh my King. lord. Yeah. Tiger King. That's Tiger. Too. Yeah. Listen. Um, I guarantee you there will okay. be litigation. Karen Lower is in production. Uh, the variants came back for it. It's called the OK Karen 15. Oh. Serial number is Bobcut, and the selectors are speak to a manager. Speak to a supervisor is safe. Fire speak to a manager. Uh, full auto speak to a CEO. Uh, once we uh, have the ability, we're going to put that one in production. Oh, wait, you're serious? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I submitted a variance for an OK Karen 15. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. That one's not on the Canadian ban list yet, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a whole bunch of different things going on in here. People are saying what they want. Let's see. Uh... uh Pitchlock says, why did PSA go for the MP5K first and not the classic MP5? Shell the PA5 questions. Yeah, they, okay, there you go. That's, a, that's easy. Yeah, they're working on a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out soon. So let's see. Um, then there's people here talking about the Jackal. Bricks wants to know when the AKE 12 and a half inch and the crank is coming out. 12 and a half is being built today. Uh-oh. Uh oh. There's a twelve and a half GF3 coming today. We were lit- uh, we were just building them. The AKEs we got another probably two or three weeks okay. before we had we had a we had a couple parts and supply issues with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just stopped doing them. We 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 halted production for a bit. Mm-hmm. But the twelve and a half inch GF3s that everybody was looking for, um, those actually were building were being built today and will release probably tomorrow. Oh wow. Okay. All right, so there you go. You got some uh, 
Direct questions. Chris Bola says, what about Boogaloo Lower with a pineapple? <laughs> Listen, I'm a big boo guy. Um, yeah. I'm actually doing some Hawaiian shirts um, as we speak. Yeah. But uh, I, okay. I would like to do it, it's That's been a on and off topic for a, quite a little bit, too. Yeah. I mean, you guys know that the uh, ATF is coming down on, on Boogaloo stuff, right? You know that? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, they've been put. They put out warnings. Um, I made a video talking about it, and YouTube shut that down. You know, the video's still there, but they were like, "Yeah, we're you know, uh, we're basically going to suppress this video." Yeah, those guys need to stay off of Reddit. Um, <laughs> that's that's where that whole, you know, Reddit came out with some things the last probably two or three years that were just absolutely meme tier. BS mm-hmm. and mainstream media picked up on it and ran wild with it. That whole Boog lifestyle deal was—it is not what they're saying it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's—it seems like it's easier for them to go after Boogaloo people in, instead of figuring out what's going on with the militant uh, side of Antifa. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I was told the other day in a group that Antifa was a figment of my imagination. They had no leader, and the only person that recognized them as an organization was. Donald Trump. And I was like, I okay. What planet is that person on? I, mean, I got some, I got some accounts and some, in some groups on Facebook that, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of watch with. And those guys mean business. They're, they're pretty, it's, it's, they're not joking. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it, it's, it's so quick to make mm-hmm. fun and put somebody that wears a Hawaiian shirt and an AR 15 as a joke, which it was really, it's so easy to put those guys and hang them out to dry, but we got guys running around in, you know, sickle masks and black suits, mm-hmm. you know, destroying property. I, 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 we're in a banana republic at this point, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a weird situation going on. Roy, here's the thing for, for Brownells. Uh, okay. Does Brownells make a California-compliant retro rifle? Yes. You, you'll check our website. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, uh, several models. Let's see here. Let me, I'm going to the website California right now. California compliant. Yeah, let's see let's if it's CA available. Compliant. Yeah, get on yeah. there and search for retro CA compliant. Now, uh, we don't have a whole bunch of them, and they're pretty much uh, as requested, but mm-hmm. that is an option available. Now, the problem is going to be a lot of our models of retro rifles are out of stock just because of all the other issues we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few that are still in stock. But yeah, if you get on the website and look for CA compliant, you'll you'll see those. Yeah. So California is a good subject for us to talk about. I'm sure we have quite a few people coming in here from California. Um, we kind of had almost a Freedom Week thing going, and then it got canceled pretty quick. Like 36 hours, right? Yeah. Roy, did you guys actually get stuff sent out to California during that time or no? It's my understanding that yes, there were, but I mean, you're talking like it was a 36-hour window, so it wasn't that much. Okay, so people who were able to get their orders in were actually able to get stuff during that time. Okay, what about at PSA? Um, Did you guys have an opportunity there to get things out to California, or? Yeah, it it didn't, it wasn't as big as um, we would have thought. Okay. Um, You know, the short window... We would have thought it would have produced a lot more orders, but it. Mm-hmm. I, I think people were so scared after the Cali Mag drop mm-hmm. experience that they just kind of backed off. Yeah, and then the the courts overturned that so quick 
that I think people didn't well, even really get a chance to, you know. Six, six days, right? I mean, it was. No, well, with, yeah. the, with this last thing, didn't it happen? It happened in a real quick, like 24 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, It was yeah, a matter yeah. of hours. And yeah. we didn't even see, once we announced, like, on Facebook and on, mm-hmm. you know, different forums that we were going to ship to California. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that much of an uptick anyway. The people who were trying to stock up had already stocked up. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, those of us who, you know, have X thousands of rounds are like, yeah, I'll buy an extra thousand rounds just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was those type of people who were buying. No, mm-hmm. None of the hoarders already had their stuff. So we didn't see a giant uptick. Okay. Okay. And Hank, just Good. on your previous question, I'm looking at our website right now. We show in stock California compliant BRN tens and 308, mm-hmm. and California compliant BRN protos, the original style AR15 mm-hmm. with the uh, trigger charging handle on the top, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are currently out of stock. Okay. But we do have in stock. Out of stock. Okay. Well, how about the, uh, do you guys have any idea PSA what kind of California compliant things you have in stock? Um, or, or do you have a lot of com- uh, California compliant SKUs in the first place? We do have okay. on our AK specifically. That's our most requested California compliant mm-hmm. model. If you look in our AK catalog, there's mm-hmm. nothing in stock at the moment. We're trying to get out as much as we can, but we do on a regular basis have California compliant GF3 AKs, mm-hmm. and we'll be putting AKEs, GF4s, AK103s. We'll be doing batches of those as they're coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a common question too, Hank, that people are going to have is. Um, you know, with the new releases, what we thought we would be able to release it shot. COVID and these things have right. put them off a little bit. So, mm-hmm. folks, please be patient with us as we're getting out the GF4s, AK-103s, AK-74s. Uh, some of our suppliers have had issues. Um, so we're, uh, yes, we have California-compliant versions planned for a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, please be patient with us, too, as things get pushed back a little bit uh, on mm-hmm. from the original time frames that we wanted at SHOT Show for release on yeah. new products. Yeah, we, this, actually are work, mm-hmm. we actually have a 16-inch AKV coming out that's going to be uh, California compliant. Okay. Uh, yep. To get those out there to those guys, we've already ordered the, the grips and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll do as much Cali compliant stuff as we can, but, I mean, you'd think that stuff would sell a lot better, but I think the people out there are so scared that at any point in time that, whatever laws they have is going to be even worse. Mm-hmm. I think people shy away from it a little bit. We did some Cali compliant AKs and our normal AK volume, we sell, you know, a couple hundred a day. Um, those lasted for several days. We, we did a small batch of them and they, you know, just wasn't a, it wasn't a huge seller, which is, mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of sad. They've almost admitted defeat mm-hmm. in that yeah. state. To a degree. I've talked to a friend of mine out in California, and he, you know, I talked to him about our, you know, the California compliant GF3, and he said he's not going to buy one because he said, what if overnight a law passes and I become a felon? What am I going to do? I'm out 800 bucks. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing. What do you guys think about this news that's coming out about uh, the ATF going after uh, the the sig braces? Uh, I'm sure you, you both uh, Brownells and PSA sell a lot of braces and a lot of firearms with braces on them. I don't have access to the daily sales numbers. I know mm-hmm. the uh, we're all aware of the of the uh, the uh, the letter that the congressman wrote to the ATF telling them to knock off their secret plans, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's the great mystery, at least for me, is. 
we don't know what their secret plans were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I assume that they were going to try something. I mean, just because we've seen it so many times. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I, there's a lot of uncertainty around that, and um, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, and I've seen a lot of websites write about that. I'm I'm sure there probably was an uptick of the braces, but I have I don't have access to those daily numbers, so I can't say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I see an uptick in those numbers. We just saw, you know, I mean, just your average sales and whatnot. That's the pistols sell better than anything else that we have. Mm -hmm. Okay. And wow. that, that's the thing I wonder about. I mean, it's one thing whenever they, they did their, their thing on bump stocks, mm -hmm. okay? Because mm -hmm. nationwide, what? Were there, was it was the number I've read half a million total something? How many? How many, I mean, it's got to be in the millions of, of, of various types of pistols equipped with braces. I mean, everything from yeah. AR-15s to AK patterns, yeah. and even Ruger 1022 chargers with braces. I mean, there's so many, there's even bolt action pistols with braces, right? There's yeah. so many guns with braces. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if they did that, that would affect so many people and cause such an uproar. Um, I, I just can't imagine what they would be thinking in a situation like that. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I wonder if they care. <laughs> you know, this just seems to be this. Uh, you know, they're pushing one thing. I think the fact that I, I would argue there's probably more than half of a million um, of the bump stocks out there. You oh, know, yeah. uh, probably more than that. Uh, and and there's probably still a lot of them out there. There's probably yeah. like 450,000 still out there. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize that all of a sudden something that was just, you know, a piece of polymer, uh, in some yeah, cases, yeah, in some cases those were made out of aluminum, but, um, you know, I, I know there was some like, you know, really special ones out there, whatever, but I think a lot of people don't realize that that's a thing even. This is one of the things about the laws, that these laws are going into effect, and a lot of people don't even realize that that ever happened. You know, just right. illustrated by someone asking right. me, like, hey, how can I make this thing go full auto? I don't think they even understand what's going on. If they can't if they can't parse between a bump stock not being full auto, right, how how do they, you know, even s see the stuff with uh, with the braces? You know, I'd like, to know, I'd like to know what they were working on. I mean, I, they were, I mm -hmm. guess there was some behind the scenes action going on that we weren't aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think anybody was really aware of it. And, um, it was there's, been rumors. Up, there's been rumors. There's been rumors for a little while. They've mm -hmm. they, they hate those things. I mean, it's mm -hmm. you know when they stopped doing the individual classifications a while back. But um, I'd like to know what they were trying to go after. Exactly what what was the issue um, that they were trying to address? But it, we may never know. Um, it looks like right now, at least, they're saying that they're not doing anything immediately. So, yeah, it's concerning. Hopefully it's like the, the M855 thing where they're think about it for a while and then just forget about it because there's mm -hmm. so much backlash over it. Yeah, hopefully this, we'll this see. has to be a nightmare for companies, right? Just trying to deal with all this regulation and what's in effect here, what's in effect there. Yeah, it is. I mean, from especially the state level, our uh, compliance database is just ridiculous the things that our shippers have to do you know what magazine can go where what can do this can this go mm -hmm. there can that go it's absolutely absurd it's almost like there's some states you don't even want to deal with which we have done that mm -hmm. uh, just because we can't keep to we can't keep it at, at like even a city level yeah there's city legislation on some of this stuff yeah so. 
Yeah. Um, I know, like, um, I, I, so I've got, I'm doing my, like, t-shirts and stuff like that. Just a quick plug here. That's why I've got this, uh, this is a Gun Nerd shirt that I'm doing on Ballistic Ink. And one of them I did is a lead warning shirt, but I don't think anyone gets it. You know, oh, the lead you, warning. Yeah, you know how you have to do the lead warning. You know, so oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll make a lead warning shirt because I mean, we're gun guys. If you mess with us, you you should probably get a lead warning before that. <laughs> but I don't. Lola was like, you know what? Sometimes I think you're thinking way above. You know, everyone doesn't realize that that's actually. I think they are. Like, I think the the gun guys who are watching the news all the time realize it, but the general population is just really not even aware of this. Right. Right, and, and this is something I hope it, I hope changes with, with lots of new gun owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that me personally that just frustrates the fire out of me <laughs> is how many even so-called gun people yeah. say, well, I'm not going to pay attention to the politics. I'm not going to keep up with that crap. I'm not, I, don't, I don't care what they're doing in the legislature. It didn't apply mm-hmm. to me. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does, because you can be, become an instant felon overnight and mm-hmm. not even know it. Yep. yep. And then you wake up, what, you mean this is illegal? I mean, okay, I'm not going to name any names, but I've, in the past, I've twice, twice had to explain to guys who were military veterans that, no, the end of the 1994 assault weapons ban didn't mean you could go to Walmart and buy a machine gun, Skippy. Mm-hmm. And these dudes were both military veterans, and they thought the end of the 1994 assault weapon ban in 2004 meant they could go buy a machine gun. And I was just going, I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind that you, I have yeah. to explain this to you, really? I really have to explain this? Okay. Most people so aren't paying it. attention. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Most people are just not paying attention. It's a, We think so because we're just died in the wool gun guys. Because we, we, we live and breathe this stuff all the time. Yeah. We keep up. Yeah. 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 But you average, if you have conversation with your average, like I've got, I mean, I'm always usually surrounded by gun guys, but even some of your guys that shoot matches and stuff, they don't, they don't understand the rules. I'm, no. I've gotten, I've started uh, digging into this whole form one suppressor thing, primarily because I'm spastic and I can't wait a year for a suppressor. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's people that didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, like right. there's, uh, there's all these different nuances of the industry that mm-hmm. people just, your average guy don't, they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're just, and that not. doesn't exclude military and law enforcement. I mean, no. they don't, a lot of times they, they don't, they don't know. Um, yeah. so I mean, it's, and that's kind of, kind of our job to educate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, like you said, it's sometimes it's surprising because you'd think that people would know a little bit more in certain roles or different, you know, careers or whatnot, but that's not always the case. Not always the case. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's some, it's, I just have tried to remember to stay positive and helpful and friendly and not scream and tear my hair out and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, rend my clothing like in the Old Testament and throw mm-hmm. ashes on my head and yeah. you know, cry out <laughs> to the heavens. Yeah. But, yeah, it just sometimes it just blows my mind that, that what people don't know or what they think they know that's wrong. Yeah, we have to balance it, right? You don't want to be that guy that chews someone who's new or really not super into guns yet. You don't want to chew right. off their head because they say clip. No. Instead of magazine. Oh, don't want to do that. You don't want to be that person. So you want to figure out a way, like, how can I help them? And at the same time, point them in a a direction where they could get better educated. And somehow, you know, this is, I think, ultimately, even though it's a dysfunctional community, like a lot of other communities out there, you know, it, it still is a community. 
And we have to somehow welcome people into it, especially the new people, like we were saying before, and help them, help them to understand. The number one thing they need to understand is if they don't support the Second Amendment in America, they won't have these things or they will wind up being felons. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's what the that's basically the direction that uh, these gun control uh, bills are going into. Let me see. Okay, so I got a quick question here. Uh, Caleb Street says he uh, here's one for Brownells. Uh, What would Stoner do lowers releasing? So I guess he wants to know when those lowers are releasing. What would Stoner do? Those were held up. Those were held up like lots of other things of like mm-hmm. the whole COVID-19 shutdown situation. Okay. We're, uh, in fact, we, I had a little chat about those today. We're still looking at those late July-ish. Mm-hmm. So coming up end of summer, hopefully. Okay. All right. Good. Good. There you go. Hopefully that answers. Night Train says, uh, right before the they outlawed bump stocks, I was at a local gun show and this dealer wanted to sell me one for 700 bucks. I said, and no thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw those things selling for like 1200 on, uh, on, um, uh, what is it? What's the, uh, what's the gun what's broker? The gun broker. Gun broker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever played with one of those? Um, they typically don't work for me. They don't. I, I, I'm faster with a finger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can ride the reset of pretty much any gun faster than I could do that. And and that's the thing. Like, I don't think I have any videos on those out there, but mostly because I could just never, it was just very counterintuitive. But the thing is, I really support their right to exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm really worried about the fact, like the precedence that will set because, you know, the ATF and, and basically an executive order from Trump allowed these these pieces of plastic to become machine guns. Right. When that's not the definition of machine gun in the NFA at all. Yeah. The physics and, and reality and logic don't matter. Right? No. Physics, all that stuff, who needs that stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's a machine gun. Piece of plastic, it's a machine gun. Yeah, if you're allowed to get away with that, you could do anything. And then I'm worried, and I know we're kind of drifting into politics a little bit here with you guys, but I'm worried by what's happening lately with the Supreme Court refusing to take up two-way cases. You guys mm-hmm. have any comments on this before we go back to the uh, questions here from folks? It doesn't surprise it, me. I mean, it's just really frustrating. Yeah. Lots of faces of disgust. For anyone listening on the audio, there's very disgusted faces here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's it's, what I'm seeing from these guys. <laughs> it's not, it's not, doesn't surprise me at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't surprised by it either. I think, um, and I think this is why people need to get out there and make sure they vote. Um, there's lots of things. I don't think voting just has to do about what's, who's president. You know, you, you, we really need um, the Supreme Court to, to have more uh, conservative judges on it, I believe. You know, more mm-hmm. judges that believe in uh, the Second Amendment, believe in the Constitution. The minute that power shifts, we will lose every right to defend ourselves that we've ever fought for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if liberal judges take seats, you know, the liberal judges will attack the Second Amendment, whereas mm-hmm. the judges now are just kind of being complacent. It's, it's kind of a weird... Mm-hmm. Weird situation. I, you know, politics in this country. I could go on. This is this is where Logan would be in the background. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kept seeing uh, the gun yeah. talk TV was trying to drag into politics, and it, she was going. 
Oh, don't get Chad on politics. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, look, what, what I, I, I think that we need to look at the Second Amendment not so much as politics as the Constitution. It is, but it's, it's, but it's, right. it's yeah. become, it's become one, one of either or party, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the shining hope that we see are that new customers who are either moderate mm-hmm. or Kind of liberal or more progressive minded or buying guns. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that kind of shifts a mindset. Mm-hmm. But up until COVID, it was very R versus D. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you got people in the middle. It's not, I don't want to say every Democrat hates guns or every Republicans for guns. That's not what I'm saying, but it was very, it was very once me versus you kind of thing. That, mm-hmm. That's the way people felt about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, you don't want it to be about politics, but unfortunately, you know, everything now is based off of a two party system, which I think is kind of a sad state of affairs, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, people <laughs> just need to realize like the second amendment and gun ownership is about responsibility. You yeah. know, and, and responsibility starting with you. So first of all, you're responsible for defending yourself first before anyone, right? right? Before you call the police or whatever, you're responsible for defending yourself and your family, the people that you love, etc. You're responsible to make sure that you know how to use these things safely. You're responsible for teaching your children um, how to be safe around, uh, around guns. You know, we're, it, it, the, we're having the reverse in America. It's like, let's just pretend these don't exist. Let's try to wave a magic wand and think that it will go away. Um, and I, and I, I equate it to like swimming pools. You know, swimming pools can be very deadly for our kids, for example. And the, the, the thing that we have to do, we can abolish swimming pools. That's not going to stop bodies of water and all that kind of stuff. Or we could teach our kids about safety around swimming pools and how to swim. Right. Right. And and I think along with responsibility, uh, it's not really the flip side, but I think uh, maybe um, a more, a less, I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm trying to say here, but along with responsibility, it's also absolutely about self individual empowerment. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's your responsibility to take care of yourself, but Mm -hmm. then you are in, once you have knowledge and skills Mm -hmm. and correct tools, you are empowered to take care of yourself. You're empowered to protect yourself and your loved ones and where you live. I mean, that's, that's, um, I really do think that once people figure that out, figure that out and have that aha moment. Oh, this is not just some some political thing and this isn't just some scary thing. Oh my gosh, I can actually do this. Yeah. yeah. I can take these steps. I can affect an outcome. I can change a situation uh, to 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 be better for me and my family and the people I care about and the people I live with. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things in a previous life, I even worked on a lot whenever I was uh, still teaching, you know, composition one classes to lots of uh, bored, inattentive 18 year olds. But I'll get into that later. But the <laughs> idea that if you can uh-huh. write, if you can take your ideas and communicate them to other people to the point that you can get them to change their mind a little bit or feel differently, dude, that's scary power. Mm-hmm. That's insane, crazy, wacko power. And uh, I think the more people who get into it, as you are saying earlier, get a little training, get a little knowledge, uh, buy a gun and start figuring this out and hopefully have that aha moment when the proverbial light bulb comes on. 
from responsibility, yes, absolutely responsibility, amen, hallelujah, next step up, realizing you've been empowered, mm -hmm. that you do have power as an individual. Yes, guns are a gateway drug to freedom. Right. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> What's scary is the, the, you know, some of the people that was six months ago telling you, ah, oh, you don't need guns, you have the police. The right. police um, handle it. They're the same ones that are calling for defunding of the military, the, the police. Mm -hmm. Right. It's yeah. careful. It's it, you kind of got to figure out where the agenda is. And and Jamin said something the other day, and it I didn't it didn't dawn on me until about ten minutes after he left because we was having a conversation about four or five. We're like squirrels, right? We're all over the place. And he said, you know, we're at a war with thought. Mm -hmm. Think about that. The way you think sometimes now in this new environment, if you don't think like somebody wants you to think, mm -hmm. you're evil or bad. or you're Yeah, you're processing. You're, you're processing of what's happening, right. what's going right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Your, 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 your thoughts now are under, like, question. Mm -hmm. Everything right. doing it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that movie 1984. You know, we're mm -hmm. listening, we're watching, we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, your thoughts are now under criminal investigation and... Mm -hmm. You really can't have a say in civil discourse. If you disagree with somebody, it's 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 wrong now. Mm -hmm. Right. The debate has flown out the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I, I you know, and somehow we're we're slipping into it here. I think if you look at what was happening in Hong Kong, right before we got into this COVID thing, and they were like, "Hey, we want the Second Amendment," like those guys have in America. You know, and uh, you, you've got to realize here that this is a really, really important thing. And I really do think it goes beyond politics. I'm not trying to change anyone's politics and their beliefs and a lot of things that they want to do. I'm just trying to say that you are the person who has to defend you first. Right. You know, just like you're saying, if there's... Huh? Go ahead. I said you are you are your own first responder because you're going to be the person there whenever the thing happens. Right. Yes, and you and you're the one that wants to do something about it. And 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 as Chad is saying, realize that some people are saying, "Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all these things away, and we're going to use the police to do this." And then over here, they're like, "Yeah, we don't need the police." You right. know. Right. So. <laughs> You've got like where where are they really going? And I think where they're going in a direction of uh, confusion because they know there's no way it's like uh, it's it's like so many things. There's no they are not going to give up their own protection and their own right. details, protection details that they have out there. Why should you? It's a lot like health care. Right. You know, if if the people making the decisions for us have super awesome health care, and then the rest of us all have to go into one one big thing and suffer it out in there, you got to worry about those people. <laughs> have you ever seen Mike Bloomberg's security detail? He is the number <laughs> one biggest anti-Second Amendment person we have on this planet at the moment. Mm -hmm. He has a security detail that rivals Trump's. Mm -hmm. I believe it. That. I believe a it. A man is sitting on a stage telling you that you can't own a firearm mm -hmm. because you're too young or you're not smart enough or you're not capable or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he has a security detail that rivals the president of the United States 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's what so that's if, one to grow on. <laughs> he takes all of our guns and he, he, he throw, this, abolishes, this, abolishes the Second Amendment. Does he throw away his security detail? No, they won't. No. It won't happen. It won't happen. Okay, listen. 
So let's go. Let's see. I'm going to try to go back to uh, to the different uh, questions and things like that that people have here while we have you guys. Uh, see why Logan would be doing this? No. Listen, if the <laughs> folks want to talk about if they want to talk about this stuff, I'm happy to do it. We do it here all the time. I'm trying to take advantage of having all this awesome brain power. Uh, Where? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Josiah, I mean, just definitely Josiah. Okay, so Razor JB, and I think that he probably knows a little bit about this. Uh, Razor JB's uh, spent a lot of time here supporting us. Uh, he says the secret talk. He's talking about the ATF. The secret talk is all about the shouldering again. Oh man! Trying to oh. come out with a way for braces to be only legal for those with disabilities, and others illegal. Or SBR, I've heard other things too, uh, but he says. But shouldering is the main. Uh, shouldering is the main thing to take away from the majority. Yeah, uh, I guess they don't want to let go of that. Uh, it's interesting. I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of like um, the the ATF. I, I think this is one of the places that should be defunded. I saw some people <laughs> saying defund the ATF. I agree. Uh, I agree with that <laughs> wholeheartedly. Um, we, should, we should start a protest march or something. Oh. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't be allowed to make decisions. Like, it should have to go through the courts mm -hmm. or through the. I mean, you know, if you want to ban bump socks, if you want to um, ban uh, green tip ammo, if you want to mm -hmm. ban braces needs to go through the legislative process. It's just, they shouldn't have that right to be able to make a decision and it become law. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. right. I, I read an article yet today about a, a court case. Uh, this was on, uh, I think, thetruthaboutguns.com, mm -hmm. about a guy being arrested over the ATF rule of a 3.75 minimum length of pull. It's mm -hmm. either 3.75 or 3.25. And one of the reasons the guy won the case is because, oh, yeah, the ATFs, oh, yeah, that's our new regulation. Uh, no, we didn't publicize it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. so they arrested the guy for complying with – not complying with a regulation, they alleged. That they that never they published. published. They, nobody knew about except yeah. them. And then it turned out they – if you read the article, they measured the uh, the stock at the wrong angle. They didn't measure it straight. They <laughs> measured it like this. When they measured it correctly, oh, yeah, he, he was in compliance actually. So, yeah. Um, wow. There's our tax dollars going to waste. Yeah. Uh, defund the ATF. That's what I can say. That's what I can say about that. <laughs> might need to reset that. If, you want, if you're looking for something to reset, you might want to do that. So uh, just think about that. Uh, let's see. Okay, I know Lola wrote this here on the board. She, she said, um, are there states that you don't ship to ammo, etc.? Often uh, folks complain that they can't get certain items shipped to their state. Uh, you know, whoever wants to take this up first, I'm going to assume that, yes, there's states yeah, you don't there's, ship there's to. Areas we don't yeah. Have. There's areas we don't ship to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I'll take uh, well, I'll give you one one um, mm -hmm. one specific. There's a lot of people, a lot of folks from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. or we won't ship any um, you know AR uh, parts, accessories, and whatnot. If you actually look up the law in Connecticut, and people get frustrated at us with, and I get this probably about two or three times a week. Why won't PSA ship parts to the, to Connecticut? AR, AK, whatever it is. Well, if you actually look in their assault weapons ban, it says that any part, any parts that 
will that can readily be available and in, in a certain proximity that can be assembled um, relatively. It's all these weird relative terms mm-hmm. that can be made into an assault weapon span into an assault weapon. Eventually, those parts are considered an assault weapon. Okay. So if you actually pre-crime the assault, <laughs> and that's why we don't ship to Connecticut. Wow. And yeah. if people, you know, actually take the time to read it, they'll realize why we don't ship parts to Connecticut. Wow. Okay. Uh, at Brownells, we have a dedicated team of compliance folks, and this is their entire job is to keep up with all the uh, all the laws and restrictions mm-hmm. and regulations. Um, I don't think there are any states we necessarily won't ship anything to but like josiah was saying i mean our compliance team that's their full-time job is keeping up with what are the state laws in the various states what products of ours fall under that what products of ours don't fall under that uh and some states are uh just they're just more difficult to ship stuff to just because of of some of the laws they have on the books absolutely Mm -hmm. have you guys ever gotten into any legal situations over this i'm not sure whether or not you could talk about it but the thought just popped in my brain have, state, have states ever tried to sue either one of you folks uh, or the companies? Not Obviously I mean, not the individuals, but the companies over shipping something there? I was personally named in the Cali Mag drop loss the, uh, when the stay came. I don't know if you ever read the documentation, but mm-hmm. we thought we were going to have to go to court with that. But, I mean, we were legally allowed to ship. So that's, I think that's, I mean, we get subpoenas and stuff from people and whatnot from mm-hmm. time to time, but nothing – I mean, no criminal type behavior. Josiah may be able. I've only been here for a couple of years. From his from a historical standpoint, Josiah may be able to elaborate. But I mean, the closest thing I think that we got into potentially having to go to a hearing was the um, California Mag stay situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, Josiah, can you remember any? No, I mean that's probably the closest that we've ever gotten to anything. I honestly don't remember anything. Uh, closer than that before that now not at all okay. not even remotely close yeah roy right well that's that's something that that would be handled by our legal folks and not something i'd be able to comment on right okay i understand I understand yeah there's obviously things that uh you know that uh we don't want to necessarily get into right now maybe one day we'll get the legal people on not really i don't know if the, <laughs> I don't know if the folks You're out gonna there. You're going to have will. to pay them for us, thank you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Billable hours, now. baby. Yeah. Billable hours. <laughs> what is that? Like $1,000 an hour? <laughs> it depends on how good the attorney yes. is. <laughs> yeah, that's just to say, hey, will you come on the show? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine that show? Like the attorneys with their attorneys trying to figure out whether or not they could answer. Okay, listen, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Len Holt says, uh, what are ammo backlogs looking like at PSA and Brownells? Is that any of that clearing up for you guys or still crazy? It, it's really going to depend on the caliber. I mean, which mm-hmm. cartridge you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking for a uh, five, five, six or standard nine millimeter, mm-hmm. your weight's probably going to be longer. If you're, I mean, I was, I was shopping for this too. I know I think we have like three, di- three different SKUs of 4570. I mean, if you're looking for some 4570, we got that in stock. Uh, or one of my favorites, 9.3 by 6.2 Mauser, we got some of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really going to depend on what what type of ammo you're looking for. Okay. He's right. We only had two, I think there's two 5.56 SKUs. I looked for some earlier today for an NRA class that we're going to help support. But um, I think we had New Frontier, or a Frontier, sorry, Frontier and uh, Winchester was it. 
Okay. And it was fairly low quantities of that. I think we had seven, uh, 700 cases of one and like 400 cases of the other. So, I mean, we're having to fight for ammo just like anybody else is, you know, mm-hmm. for us to get from a supply standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's times we're even bidding on stuff. Mm-hmm. with other companies you know we we actually may be up against brownells bidding on a truckload of 223 i mean it just that's it might be i don't know yeah. all the rebates all the everything's gone i mean all that's mm-hmm. everything any kind of special deals that we had poof they went away mm-hmm. uh, and you're just buying straight off the, the street so mm-hmm. um as we get it that's you know jamin started psa on ammo he was uh, selling bullets out of his garage basically Mm-hmm. So he's always, that's kind of near and dear to his heart. Um, mm-hmm. Even though there's not a ton of profit in ammo, to be quite honest with you, it's it's uh, kind of like the to- toilet paper at the grocery store. It's You, you, you got to have it, right? But there's not a lot of profit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless now. Yeah. Now there's profit in toilet paper and ammo. Uh, but, um, we're going to get try- we're gonna get that thing with toilet paper, I'm thinking, that you were talking about, where people aren't going to buy toilet paper for a long time. That's right. It's yeah. going to happen. I mean, well, they got enough sitting at the house, but yeah. I mean, to answer his question, we just 223, 9mm, 45, mm-hmm. 12 gauge, um, all those calibers that you'd think that you'd need for home protection, we're fighting just like they are. Okay. Uh, you guys seeing that same thing, Roy? Yeah. 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 The, the popular cartridges are, are going, I mean, it comes in, it hits the shelf, it's live on the website, poof. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, I mean, if you're looking for something, you know, if you're looking for like your 264 Weatherby Magnum, I don't even know if we have 264 Weatherby Magnum. I'm just throwing out a caliber, <laughs> a type of caliber that uh, a mm-hmm. cartridge that would. There's always been a lower demand or like seven millimeter mag or something. Yeah, if you're looking for something like that or your 338, we've probably got some of that. Uh, but if you're looking for 556, your pickings are probably going to be pretty slim, just because everybody wants that. Yeah. Uh, Captain Shark says time for PSA to build an ammo manufacturing facility. Um, yeah, I put that by the time that facility gets up and running, who knows what we're going to be looking well, at. This, you know, I, I reload about 80 to 120,000 rounds a year personally. Wow. And you can't find, I can't find small pistol primers. I can't get projectiles. Okay. My projectile guys, uh, Everglades out of Florida, there's nothing so i mean luckily i've got powder i've got access to cases but i don't know if owning aim that's not the answer either because you gotta you'd have to own the smelting company you'd have to be able to get a steady supply of lead and mm-hmm. see all those companies which are smaller in in pro, you know, smaller companies than the many the the uh main the firearms manufacturers are there's not that many people that can process and smelt lead in the projectiles mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to set that up and be kind of on your own would be with today's compliance laws and everything. I don't know that it would, we couldn't make it any cheaper than people that's been around since the thirties and forties and fifties. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I, I, I can't get projectiles, then, you know, you still can't yeah. make ammo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all those other companies are also affected by the COVID lockdowns, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it just yeah. pounds up the chain. I just remember uh, back in the great 22 long rifle ammo scare, it, about 2014 or so, uh, reading more than one article 
and I forget the exact number, but it was in the tens of millions of dollars it would cost. Because people say, well, just make a new 22 long rifle ammo factory. Mm. And, and it, would, it would take years and mm. cost tens of millions of dollars just to get the thing built and just mm-hmm. to get the thing set up or to produce ammo. And then there's no guarantee, of course, you know, that 22 long rifle bubble, thank goodness, went away. Mm-hmm. But um, um, yeah, by the time you got your plant built and conformed with all the regulations, I mean, you're gonna be out tens of millions of dollars and good luck making that back when you're making what, a half a penny, a quarter mm-hmm. a penny around or whatever you make on, on 22. Yeah, and I- 22 is highly volatile. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's like a, Basically, the the components for the rimfire is a bomb, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the companies that are set up to build that stuff, the reason they don't really upgrade or do any kind of work is because they'd have to upgrade to the new standards. They're kind of grandfathered in, from what I'm being told. And mm-hmm. to be able to upgrade their components, their equipment, their you know their systems, that have to expend tons of money. It's just not worth it. So some mm-hmm. of the machines that make rimfire, it's been around since the fifties. Mm-hmm. It's the same machines they've been running. They just keep them running, keep them running, keep them running because they don't want to have to conform to the new standards that they were pretty much grandfathered. So yeah, uh, yeah, plus, I don't know. It, it'd, be, it'd be cool to do your own ammo, but I don't, I yeah. don't think that's how you get around this. Plus, you're looking at law. I mean, the EPA laws around manufacturing oh, ammo. That's got to be insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the EPA stuff today. That's got to be prohibitive of that i was going to ask about uh reloading are you guys seeing a lot with everything happening are you seeing a lot of reloading stuff selling in the stores i've had a i'm a reload instructor i've had maybe half a dozen people want to do classes but um as far as selling it everything that we had which was a kind of a small amount Mm -hmm. we don't do hazmat out of the website we just never set our website up to do that so we don't ship powders and primers Mm -hmm. um it's mostly storefront. The stuff that we we had on the shelf was out, but we don't have like people knocking down the doors trying to get us to, to buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think reloaders panic when they see ammo guys panic. Mm-hmm. And I unfortunately, I've got enough to get by this summer, but I didn't see this coming. And I usually, if I see this happening, I order, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand uh, projectiles. And um, it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I don't think we're necessarily seeing an influx of new reloaders. What I think is happening is all the reloaders that are out there sucking up the supply so that they don't have to worry about competition later on, you know? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Chad, how many jobs do you have? Seriously, oh, Josiah. Man. I mean, you know, you guys are working this guy real hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you enjoy know? it. I enjoy it. That's, what that's are you paying for? Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, that's that's the that's the shooting side of me. I mean, okay. I, and that's that's why I interact with the customer so well is because I do the same stuff they do on the weekends. I mean, yeah, this yeah. isn't like a me come to work and go home at five o'clock and never think about guns. Mm-hmm. Right. I come home and I'll help guys build their first gun, or we'll go shoot at the shooting range, or we'll go to the match, or I'll teach people how to reload. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I mean, that's just stuff I do that I've done for years. You know, it's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Apart away, apart apart and away from PSA, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's my culture. Yeah, that's that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing here. Everyone's into guns, and some people mm-hmm. in like I know Roy is into uh, the the big game hunting guns and. Well, that's that's, that's my newest addiction. That's my yeah. newest addiction. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, if it has a trigger and goes bang, power, boom, or even a, 
I'm probably into it. So right, yeah, yeah, the old school stuff. Um, and then lately, he's been into like hunting down iguanas or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's all. That's on my list, man. I need to go somewhere in South Florida and whack some iguanas. I've got yeah. recipes I need to try yeah. out. But, um, he wants iguana yeah. soup, but you know. Oh yeah, J- Jamaican jerk iguana, fried iguana, barbecue iguana. I've got. I mean, uh, yeah. Pollo de arbole, right? Chicken of the yeah. tree. I got some yeah. of that stuff out. You guys still have. chicken of the tree is squirrel, you uh-huh. know, but. You know, I want to. I want to be culturally diverse and expand my culinary right. horizons. Yeah, so you guys don't have uh, iguanas in South Carolina, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been at Fort to eat one either. <laughs> uh, iguanas are vicious, man. They are vicious, dude. I think. I think we're only really finding them. Uh, what below the equator or something like that? So like. Uh, well, clo- close. I'm sorry, close to the equator. Florida, like yeah. yeah, South Florida, close to the equator. I think that's the only place they could really. Su- they don't like cold. So I know in, in – so for example, in West Palm Beach and stuff like that, when it actually gets cold for a couple of days, they actually mm-hmm. go into some kind of weird stasis. And then they start falling out. And then, and then people – this is – I don't know why people do this because I would just scoop all those things up and uh, flush them or something like that because they're, <laughs> really, they're really pretty vicious. I've, I've, I've dealt with them. But when they go into stasis, people try to wake them up and they keep trying to tell people, don't, don't wake these things up. They're not, they don't wake up peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I think you can actually go in uh, South Florida. Uh, like, um, you can actually you can actually go poach these things, man. It's open season. Yeah. yeah. On them, yeah. Let's see. Like feral hogs, yeah. Yeah, please exactly. Kill all, please kill all of them. Coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes, yep, yeah, yep. Uh, let's see what we got here. I'm trying to get to um, the other comments and questions that people have in here. Let's see. Let me go through. Uh, someone said, a Kathleen Music Lover wants to know who makes primers. Are there a lot of people? Are there a lot of places making primers? Um, I don't know who actually makes them, but you got Winchester, CCI, Federal, mm-hmm. um, S&B, Fioki. Mm-hmm. That's probably your top five. Tula, Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tula and Wolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can't really think. Rio had some shotgun primers. They tried to get into center fire at one time. That didn't go over well. But I think they all, <clears throat> I don't know exactly who makes the cups, but they all, each one of the major manufacturers has a primer offering pretty much. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Florida Gun says, um, been working from home since March. Got my two Dillons set up and cranking out thousands of rounds during the past two months. What awesome. shortage? Everyone should reload. <laughs> right. It it uh it may come to that until the projectiles run out, then you're right yeah. back where you started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, and uh, let's see here if we got any other questions. Uh, Lola says, "What is Roy's hunting rifle setup?" And then uh, if you guys have hunting rifles, we can we can get that question. Okay. You got a hunting okay. rifle going, Roy? What, we can't show it. Is, we can't show it. YouTube rules. I can't show it. It's, it's no. just over there at the safe, about fifteen yeah. feet away. Yeah. And that depends. What am I hunting? Oh, okay. If you were hunting iguanas, you're going to probably, I'm going to assume that's hunting, like with a 22 or something like that. Right, right, right. I'm going to use one of, one of I've, I've built a few 
of the BRN-22 receivers into rifles. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm going to have them with a threaded muzzle and a suppressor. You're talking about Form 1. I Form 1'd one of those. I got my hands on one of those solvent traps a few yeah. years ago. <laughs> I stuck, stuck it in the back of the safe until I saved up. Uh, t- well, I had to wait for Iowa to change its state law so we could us lowly civilian peasants could actually own suppressors. And like the first uh-huh. week those suckers were, were legal, I bought two and formed one a third. So I've got, I've put uh, the suppressor that's got my name on it mm-hmm. uh, on, a, on a 22 and we'd go like wanna whack it, heck yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then if, what would you, what would your setup be if you're hunting something bigger? What do you typically hunt, man? What kind of, like what's your, well, your, your it, meat that you guys? In Iowa, uh, and I'm an old Arkansas boy, so so I'm originally okay. from the South. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do enjoy about Iowa is they've got a real bad white-tailed deer problem here in Iowa. Okay. And white-tailed deer in Iowa, the entire state is nothing but one big food plot. It's mm-hmm. literally hundreds of square miles of corn. So the first deer I ever killed up here was a doe, and she weighed about 195 pounds. Yeah. So if you put antlers on her and put her in Arkansas, she's like the deer of a lifetime in Arkansas. In Iowa, she's just a good-sized doe. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, I hunt deer every okay. year I can, and my I hunt early muzzleloader season for a variety of reasons. But my deer rifle is a modern replica of an 1853 infield rifle musket. Wow. My deer rifle. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Uh, let's see. Chad? Um, do you have do you have deer. a hunting rifle set up? Oh man, God, I've got. I, I, I'm <laughs> this shoot competition, you know, shooting on the weekend. But uh-huh. my my deer rifle, my main deer rifle, was a Remington 707 millimeter mag. It was a field grade gun mm-hmm. that I got a. Actually, my wife bought it years ago for me at a pawn shop, and then mm-hmm. here recently, I got real big into coyote hunting because we've got a huge coyote problem, and nobody around us shoots coyotes, and it's perfect for me because it's in the night and you can go mm-hmm. between 7 and 11 and be home blah 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 mm-hmm. so i'm shooting a um i was gifted from my good friend Derek that that was the previous owner of lead star mm-hmm. i've got a uh, original lead star grunt that's in uh, a camo pattern and he did one for me and one for him and uh i'm using a um uh bog pod the new the claw mm-hmm. tripod setup okay. with a, a thor 4 hd okay but I tell you, the thing that I've gotten the most into recently is kind of like his, you know, old school gun, the big big board mm-hmm. caliber, <clears throat> PRS. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, I'm, we're starting to shoot some DMR matches. Matter of fact, Hank, you met Mike Sexton, the big Marine loud yeah, guy. That yeah. Was that, yeah. Yeah. He's drug kicking and screaming in the DMR matches. So mm-hmm. um, I've got a set. I want you to. I'm gonna send you one to to, to test. I need to get with Josiah. Mm-hmm. We've got a PSA custom billet receiver set, match grade billet receiver set, mm-hmm. and um, I built that gun to do DMR matches. And unfortunately, the last two's got canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But that's been kind of like my pride and joy right now. I guess hunt, hunting steel, right? Um, <laughs> right. Doing it, but it's it's a MOA gun, twenty inch. How far out piece. is that shooting? DMR is usually within 750 yards. You're, okay. you're averaging between three and 600, and then if you do any PRS, it's usually between 600 and 1,000. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, we, we got in the long range a while ago. That's why we did the- Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Where is um, my – hold on a second. Wait, did we lose – I think we just lost Josiah. Yeah, Josiah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I got to do a little bit of bragging. 
Roy, check this out. This is me shooting from a mile with the PSA, oh, guys. Oh, heck yeah. Here's my uh, coins right here. Oh, yeah. Okay, what'd you yeah. hit it a mile with? Um, it was a 6.5, uh, basically, I think one of your standard 6.5s that you guys had yeah, at PSA, it was, right? It was, the, it, was a PA, it was a PA 65, mm -hmm. you know, 20-inch standard off-the-shelf cool. gun. Mm -hmm. um, we started that in uh, Wyoming at the mm -hmm. uh, at High Bar Homestead. Mm -hmm. We started right. a mile, and I got really into it, came back, talked to my friend Mike, who he met, and walked mm -hmm. him through his, his mile, but... Um, really got into long distance shooting it's fun it's right i like the math side of it the ballistics oh yeah of it oh yeah and this this new one my, my new steel hunting gun man i've i've got a lot of personal and time and and love and money invested in that gun and it's she's a tack driver we proofed right. her out to 800 yards it's actually got one of my scopes on it the 624 by 50 that we released last year mm -hmm. uh, i've got a 525 by 50 coming out that's uh, uh -huh. first focal so um we've been doing a lot of testing with it and, and and really getting out there and once i proofed it out to 800 we came back and did a 300 yard you know accuracy test and we were about 1.78 to 218 um moa mm. for that gun so it's um just as soon as i can get out there and do it i'm gonna run it. i'll probably get my teeth kicked in but some of those guys have been doing that for a long time, so I'm I'm definitely behind the curve, but I'm gonna give them all I can. Yeah, just easier <laughs> easier way into there. I think I find like long distance shooting is uh is it helps you unwind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and and the high bar range is that up near Gillette, Wyoming? Yes, is that just yep. the Gillette? Yeah, it's I, a Drake's. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yep. I used I lived in Gillette, Wyoming for two years, oh. and. and uh, I think that was the same location where DNL Sports had their range. Surefire, um, yeah. I think Surefire owned it at one time. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've, I've I've been out there, and that's one of my favorite types of shooting. Dude, I've got a 308 with an old school uh, loop hold on it that I've got dope on it out to a thousand. In fact, on my Instagram, uh, there's lots of. In fact, I put up a video this afternoon. That I got lots of. Uh, uh, content of, of, of me and my son and whoever else shows up getting hits on little steel targets at 500 yards just because 500 yards is the longest shot we can get out there but yeah but uh yeah i've got a 65 uh creedmoor how a 1500 i built that i just absolutely love that's just attack driver but yeah that laying on my belly with a scope and a little <laughs> tiny target way the heck out there that's that's like zen for me yeah that's, that's the only kind of math i like to do yeah yeah, that's a quick way to unwind. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna pull up. So for anyone who wants to go to uh, to Roy's, um, oh my lord, it's Possum Fatback. Possum Fatback on IG. Yeah. So here, let's see. I'll show you guys here. Let me see if I can run this in. There you go, Possum Fatback on Instagram. That's what it looks like there. You know, uh, 12 inch steel lollipop. That's. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, that's my son in a 12-inch plate at 500 yards with my rifle. Yep. Yeah, very cool. So um, let me let me get uh, one thing in, and then I'll go to Josiah here real quick. The range says, um, gave us five bucks. He says, so awesome to have Chad, Josiah, and Roy on the podcast. Love the info that's flowing from the source. Thanks, guys, for being on. Thanks, Hank and Lola. You're, you're welcome. We appreciate that. Uh, Josiah, what's your, what's your setup, man? Do you do any hunting? I do. I've got uh, last year I hunted. Uh, I have a uh, fourteen point seven pinned and welded uh, three hundred eight um, PSA semi-auto AR ten mm -hmm. with an ACSL stock on it. I have a mm -hmm. uh, 
live in South Carolina, I'm never going to really take a shot beyond 50 yards. Um, so I, I've got a, I've got too much optic on mine. I think mine's a Vortex 6 to 24. Um, but uh, so I've got that one. This year I'm hunting with a 6.5 Grendel. I actually have to go sight it in. I've just got a 3 to 9 by 40 uh, Sig Sauer whiskey, I believe it is, something like it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but 6.5 Grendel is going to be this year. The deer down here in South Carolina aren't huge. So 6.5 Grendel will take care of it. Oh, okay. Hey, Josiah, you remember we make scopes, right? <laughs> I do. I okay. do. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know what? I somehow knew that was coming out of Chad's mouth. I'm telling you. <laughs> I give him all the time. Yeah, I knew that was coming out. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is the? Here's a question that we're getting. What is the number one advice you would offer to a new buyer when it comes to optics for a rifle setup? Uh, all you got, like whoever wants to jump in here first can start and then we'll we'll go around the clock here um right. yeah roy what what would you say to a new buyer right. uh, optics right. wise because I'm, I'm a gun guy since i was eight years old mm-hmm. i was i was scrimping and scrounging money before long before i ever got a job at brownells i got in the industry mm-hmm. and i have learned this lesson so many times the hard way is figure out how much you can spend on your scope and then figure out a way to spend about three or four hundred more dollars <laughs> and cry once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cry once. Get good stuff. Optics yeah. are math. The more refined the math, the more expensive the optic. The optics mm-hmm. are one of the few things mm-hmm. that you really can't say. The more expensive ones are absolutely 100% better than the less expensive ones. So cry once. Mm-hmm. Buy a good one. Yeah. Also, I would say, I would say, get, make sure you get good mounts or rings or whatever you get yes. on there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't. A lot of people criticized art when I when I did the first offering. We were in the seven hundred, six hundred to seven hundred dollar range, and uh, some guys were like, "Ah, it's too much." We had a three fifty. We had a six hundred. We had a now the five by twenty five is going to be around eight hundred. Yeah. Uh, we teamed up with a company that that has really good glass. Lucid. Has Lucid two, optics. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're great. They're great guys. Um, mm-hmm. And now we've got our own line through Lucid. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, for me, I just couldn't. I'm a shooter too, like him. I mean, I I'm a gun dude, mm-hmm. and if I wouldn't put that optic on my gun to go shoot, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sell it to you. Yeah, not under my name, right? I mean, we, we'll sell at times. You sell cheaper optics and you get good deals, and I'm not gonna name names or whatever. But mm-hmm. there's some of them out there that I wouldn't necessarily run, but I didn't put our name on them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if we were gonna put our name on an optic, it needed to be at least mid to mid high tier glass because like he he just said that is one piece of you can skimp on a lot of things Mm -hmm. but from an optics perspective you really you're going to get what you pay for the clarity Mm -hmm. the quality the Mm -hmm. the reticle being etched or 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 printed i mean there's just some things on optics that Mm -hmm. why spend four hundred dollars on a really cheap optic when you can spend you know six or seven hundred dollars on a on a on a little bit better one so yeah i'm gonna bring an optic so uh, if Josiah, you want to jump in uh, when it comes to optics, I'm going to bring up an optic real quick because I have it here in the office. And I'm going to default to Chad on that one. He's the optics guy, and I don't want to get any hell about not saying anything about PSA optics when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against them. Just haven't used them yet. I've used what's in there. Oh, what I've readily available. Uh-huh. So, hey, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, man. I, <laughs> you know, 
I'm I have certain guns that I really really like, certain guns I really really just I'm okay with. They're all good, right? Mm-hmm. But you have personal preferences. Same thing with optics. But I tell you, um, Sig sent me a, a optic the other day to play with to test. They have really come a long way in in providing top quality glass. Mm-hmm. Sig, wh- wh- whoever decided to um, whoever decided to get Sig in line and and actually start producing really good optics, they got their stuff together quick and did a really good job in a hurry. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly who they're working with. So here, I'm going to show this off here. I think they're doing it themselves, from what I understand. Oh, okay. They make it. Do you know? Do you know where their glass is coming from? I, the 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 one that I've got, based on what the rep told me, it was Japanese glass. Okay. All right. Which that's, is as good as I mean. That's that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. So um, so here you go. Check this out. This is the Brownells Retro. Ah. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. The 4x20. Right. This is a 4x20, and this is Japanese glass. This is yep. so – I actually, like, keep this around the office, believe it or not, when it's not on the when it's not on the rifle. And the reason for that is this glass is really good, man. I'm always uh, sitting in here, and if something's going on out the window, I just go to this real quick. See, what are, the, what are these people up to out there? <laughs> right. Yeah, they, like the right. Japanese glass, is that the best glass that we can get right now in optics or – Swiss and German. Swiss and German. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's going to yeah, be a big. Out there, but, but mm-hmm. yeah. So Stuff like Swarovski. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Swarovski so affordable level, like Japanese, is probably a high end for what you can get on the affordable level, and then you go into Swiss and German glass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I just want to say, a, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I was the lower end economic scope dude. I mean, I was the guy. If I went to a Walmart and bought their $200 scope, you know, I had to save up for weeks mm-hmm. and go in there and go, oh, oh, here, take my money, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know what that's like. I understand. I know there mm-hmm. are folks who are mm-hmm. on certain budgets who, I mean, dude, that's what they can afford. And that's, mm-hmm. I've been there, been there, done that. But once you cross over, once, if you can afford it, because I've, I've seen lots of folks, and again, I'm not going to name names, I've seen dudes with, who've got like, worth of rifle, right? Mm -hmm. And they put, I won't name the brand scope, one of those $49.95 scopes Mm -hmm. with got this got like the lightly yellow colored plastic lenses, it looks like. I just go, oh Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And dude, you spent $1,500 on the rifle. You need to spend more than forty nine ninety five on the scope. Come yeah. on now. Come on. But and I think like Josiah was saying, uh, think about like what distance you're you're realistically going to be shooting from. Right. You right. know, like what do you really need? Do you need irons? Are iron sights good enough for you? Do you need a red dot? Do you need some kind of magnification? Maybe you need like a three or four magnification or something like that. If you're shooting further on a on a you know uh, on a regular basis, then of course you 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 want to kick that up, right? I think it really comes down to all these things, and it's and the answer to that's really different uh, for everyone out there. Yeah, and normally uh, your average guy can get away if you got a true one, like a one by six, one by eight, one by ten. Most AR platform guns, with the exception of the six fives and whatnot, the tens. Mm-hmm. Most of your fifteen platform guns, you can get by with a LPVO, easy. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. one with an illuminated reticle that you could double as a red dot. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one quick thing about like uh, calibers, man. I'm just getting used to 6.5, and now you guys are kicking out more calibers. So, 
No, there's different calibers coming out. Seriously, millimeter uh, arc. I'm interested in the six mil. Yeah, the arc. I'm I'm kind of yeah, Jones and Fred a little bit, but yeah, it's it's a back burner. You know, we we did a couple little releases at Shot Show that we mm-hmm. kind of got to live up to first. Mm-hmm. I think. So. Yeah, a couple. I think you guys have like I don't know five or ten or twenty. Yeah, things that are coming out. Yeah, man. Get that done. Hey, we're so happy. We got on, we did our SHOT Show conference call today. We're on the first floor. Um, We actually got a 2,100 square feet right around the corner from the big dogs, Glock and Smith and all those companies. Stepping up. So we're going to be on the the top floor. No no longer in the basement for PSA. What's you happening to the fan, world? Your, your fan base is the first group to hear that. We're going. We're, we're moving on up. Awesome, awesome! Congratulations. Now maybe you guys can come hang out with Roy. Roy can come hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, I don't know where if you're going to be across. I don't know how far are you guys from Glock, Roy. Do you remember usually at Shot Show? Oh. I think it's kind of in my mind. I'm thinking it's kind of across. From you, like yeah, on the, the other side from you. The thing is, since they're opening up that whole other shot show floor, it's over at Caesar's Forum. Uh, there's no telling. There's no telling where folks are going to be. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Do you all think that uh, there's going to be a shot show 2021? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So predictions here. You guys definitely you have to get ready, right? Because it's such a big show. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Building booths and all that kind of stuff. You have to do it regardless of whether if we get down to that time of the year and it gets canceled or not, you have to be like full mm-hmm. bore into that, right? Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we uh, Logan does a good job with ours. She um, she outsourced it, mm-hmm. and uh, we just pretty much put the order in. We go a couple months before SHOT Show and walk around and approve it, mm-hmm. but it gets handled. We used to have to tear it down, put it up, do the whole nine yards, and now they, the company that designed it does all that for us. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite as much work as it used to be, but it's still a lot of, mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's headache. Yeah. It's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to do. Some companies I know about that are really high post to PSA guys. I could just tell you this, you know, as you're, as you're climbing up the ladder, there are some real high post companies I know about actually have like their, their booth stays in Vegas all the time, man. Yeah. They have a big yep. Vegas specific booth. <laughs> yep. I don't yep. know. It might they the they might begin with a B. I'm just saying, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some people I know out there. <laughs> right. We don't leave this, ours, in, ours is actually in Greenville, but the company that does it does uh, a lot of different shot show booths. Mm-hmm. And they have a truck. They they have their own private truck line that goes from Greenville to Shot Show. Mm-hmm. And they manage the entire life cycle of it from it. The, the, from it being built to it being put up and then put back on the truck and sent back. Yeah, so yeah. So cool. Yeah. So just in case, uh, I don't know if you're supposed to put that out there, Roy, but I know that there's a diff- – this is what I've heard. There's one booth that's in Vegas and a completely different one that moves around like for the NRA, the NRA uh, situations uh, that go on just because it's so I'm big. not sure where you – I think, Where you heard that. Yeah, I, you know, I heard, I hear these things. I hear these things. That didn't come from you for the lawyers. Didn't come from me, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> the lawyers want to get involved in that thing. So I, I think I've, I've Josh shows huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've seen it happen though. There's uh there's people that just uh you know, rent spaces and, and keep those things there because their booths are just so massive. So yep. you know. Um let's see here. Uh let me see. What's the, the other? Sig booth looks like a shop. <laughs> yeah. 
Sig's pretty big. Um, Daniel Defense, I think, has the biggest one. What was the booth a few years ago that had the like the Loach helicopter suspended from the ceiling with with, with mannequins rappelling out of it? What what was that? At Shasho, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, a, a helicopter suspended from the ceiling over the booth. I uh, took pictures of it. It was like three years ago. Oh, okay. Someone here might know. Lola's saying Glock is probably the biggest one. Mm, I it's think Sig is bigger. Yeah, Sig? Okay. Sig's got, they got two stories of uh, beating rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Winchester I, has a museum display yeah. in addition to their yeah. booth. Yeah. You know what? Also, I think NRA has a pretty massive, like, their screens, I think, beats anyone. I think oh, NRA yeah. had pro probably if I was going to say it, I would go with like NRA has the biggest if I don't know if the if in the booth wars in the booth wars. Here's what I would like to see, man. I need to see more Hank Strange on screens. Don't we all? Yeah. I mean, you know, just a personal request. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I would like to go into I would like to go into Brownells or PSA and see some Hank Strange running around on the big screens. I don't know. I don't know if Ladies he's still in Hank yeah. Strange has yeah. entered the building. Yeah. Chad, when you're designing yeah. the new booth. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. This is the Hank Wing. Like a fat head on the side of it. Huh? Isn't that what they used to call those fat heads? Oh. Those big stickers. Yeah, you're talking about those football things. You're talking about those football Yes, I'll take it. I thought you were saying, I do have a fat head. I mean, you know. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, let's go to some serious questions here. Uh, uh, Kathleen Music Lover says, what is uh, the best-selling pistol from PSA? And then maybe we can get the best-selling pistol at Brownells. I don't know if Roy has that information or not. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think is the best-selling pistol that you have? You, your dagger is not online, so... I would probably I say... Right now, if I were to guess, this complete guess, based on the deals that we get with it, I'd probably say the shield. The shield? It is the shield, Chad. You it are is. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say I really don't have access to those numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure it's it's some sort of polymer nine millimeter, but mm -hmm. there's one lately that's been particularly short term hot, uh, and it's kind of interesting. It's the. Uh, we, we've been getting a supply of uh, Italian military police or Carabinieri. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen Beretta yeah. 1951. Yeah. I've seen it's a single yeah. stack Beretta 9mm. In fact, I'm going to have to get one, but they keep running out. So we've got yeah. more on order, more coming. And if you just search 1951, uh, those things, uh, we got some in, didn't know how well they would do. We put up some social media posts, and they have just really. They, they look good too. What what are you guys selling those for? Uh, I think it's like two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's an Italian made Beretta. It's not a, an Egyptian. Right, Halloran. right, right. It's made in Italy. Beretta pistol carried by the Italian military style police, the Carabinieri, uh, in in the in the fifties up to the seventies, and uh, they're just cool little pistols. I don't know how many are left in, in whatever surplus uh, source we're getting them from, mm -hmm. but I do know we've run through two shipments of them and we have more coming. Okay. And I got to get one too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you guys, does PSA bring in, um, you, you bring in some of these kinds of things, right? From time to time. 
So we just got through yes. selling, we just actually got through selling those and or it wasn't that that particular gun, but mm -hmm. um we had a couple, I can't remember the name, but we had the pistols and we had some SKSs mm -hmm. cool. and yeah. actually had some Yugo AK kits that yeah. we just yep. Can oh, I yeah. can I put yeah, in a can I put in a personal request for some stuff to get surplus guys? This would be awesome. Uh, can we get some bullpups? You know those those bullpups from in Europe. I'm trying to remember the names of them now. The, Steyr Aug? No, no, the Steyrs we have here. What's the ones that you always see like in England and stuff like that? Oh my goodness. Oh, the SA85. Yes. What's up with that? Can we get some? I know. <laughs> the first thing people are gonna say they don't work. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I wanna, care. I, I will. Wanna, I will work on it and SVD. get it to work. Huh? I, uh, I want a, a legit SVD kit. Uh -huh. I've got dreams of building a 6.5 Creedmoor SVD. Oh, okay. oh my lord! If you if you're a member of my group, you'd see my daily rant. If you wait long enough, PSA is probably going to be making them. <laughs> I want a SVD bag. Six five Creedmoor SVD. Oh my! Oh my! Mm. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see what other yeah I think the I think the surplus stuff is cool I like even the boxes that the surplus the the oh wooden, yeah the wooden yeah. cases that those things come in those are you know those are really cool um, I'm on a waiting list for one of those if if we get some more for the not boxes? only come in, in cool wooden boxes but I'm oh. on a waiting list for a box yeah okay all I don't right know if I'm gonna get one <laughs> yeah um I guess I guess people like always just take that and make that into furniture or something right. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the first batch we got was kind of cool because, and I even posted Instagram pictures of this, mm -hmm. it had it had handwriting with mm -hmm. each city that the pistol had been assigned to with the date. And then the box itself, and somebody who, who saw my Instagram who, who read Italian, mm -hmm. was not for pistols. It was mm -hmm. for 8 millimeter Breda uh, machine gun ammo. Mm -hmm. So 8 by 59 I think it's called the Beretta M37, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. But it's for a, a pre-World War II Italian machine gun. So obviously the the, the police yeah. guy had some, some empty wooden boxes laying around. Hey, they happen to be for, oh for eight Beretta machine gun. Yeah. Animals, so they just stuck the pistols in there and wrote <laughs> their little documentation and locked them up. Yeah, some of those you could just frame that and put it on the wall. Yeah. Um, Armament and Axes, here's, this is Armament and Axes right here trying to get at me. He says, uh, you kind of cheated hitting a mile. The rifle was set up and dope, and all you had to do was aim. Do it with your own rifle and get back to me. Really? Okay. All right. Listen, I was the first person to actually do it. You can ask the PSA, guys. That might seem real easy. Okay, but it's not actually that easy. Huh? We may all do it within three shots, right? <laughs> right. Oh, there, there was a little bit more than that, and then I think they were like, okay, some people are going to have to come back and try again. But yes, yeah. listen, it's always awesome when someone else sets it up. Because honestly, shooting is a thing that you could take all day just trying to hit something at a mile. Right. You know, even with a spotter, it could still take you a long time to do it. So listen. Right. There's a lot that happens a mile away. That's 3.9 yeah. seconds of bullet flight. That's yeah. not an easy task whether yeah. you set it up or not. Yeah. Here's my retort to armament and axes. When you put something on video, let me know. There you go. I got the video evidence. That's all I need. <laughs> we can just take it from there. It's not official unless it's on a video. So there you go. Okay, I know Lola says before we start wrapping up here, which we've got a couple of minutes, uh, new products from let's start with Brownells because um, uh, obviously I know PSA has a bunch of stuff. Roy, right. are you? Uh, I don't know if, you're, if you can tell us any of this stuff. 
Any um, um, new things that we can stuff, look forward to coming out from Brownells? There's Brown stuff coming on the future I can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the newest you can tell us. We're not gonna t- I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, and just with all your 87 gazillion. It's just going to stay here just, just amongst these guys. No, yeah. Right now, uh, we had we had a, a number of the 6-millimeter arc barrels. We had some Brownells exclusive barrels from mm-hmm. Ballistic Advantage, and those sold out in about a day and a half. Uh, and then we've got more coming from Faxon. And then uh, I think today we also got a whole bunch of six millimeter arc ammo in. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're out there looking to build your six millimeter arc, of course we also have the six, six five Grindle bolt and bolt carrier and magazine will work with that. Mm-hmm. And then you'll need your six millimeter arc barrel and some six millimeter arc ammo. Uh, mm-hmm. And we also, of course, it was already asked earlier. We're hoping the uh, the uh, what would Stoner do rifles and lowers. Uh, from KE Arms with the lowers, the polymer lowers start showing up in about a month, month and a half. Oh, that's, those that's are those are coming from KE. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Um, and I know you guys from time to time get HK parts and stuff like that, but those those probably don't. Well, I mean, we we had a one time deal. We had oh, a one time okay. buy of HK, uh, real, actual, authentic German HK four sixteen and four seventeen stuff, and all mm-hmm. all the all the four sixteen kits are gone. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw the individual parts. But the uh, we had a limited number of the HK416 parts. Of course, we also have Brownells branded barrels, uh, bolts. Uh, I believe the special barrel nut and the little tool you have to have to put it on there, etc. So but yeah, just check the website for HK416 stuff. Okay, very cool. All right, so from the PSA guys, uh, what can we? Uh, I know I know you guys have a lot of stuff. I have actually an interview that I'm doing with you guys. I think that's on the a that's on the ARV, right? Josiah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've yes. got a, we've got something coming out talking about the ARV and the and the Jackal. That should be mm-hmm. out. Uh, that's in conjunction with Ammo Land. That should be out sometime soon. And then uh, I don't know, Chad. What did you want to? Well, I mean, you've got this. We've had some stuff kind of held up, but you got mm-hmm. the dagger, the seventy four, the twelve and a half inch GF three. Mm-hmm. You got the GF four. You got the AKE, the crank AKE that'll eventually come with all that. You got the ARV, <laughs> the Jackal, one oh three. The one oh three will be yeah. sometime after the seventy four, and then I've got a nineteen eleven that I'm gonna do as a couple of limited runs. Oh, I'm, actually, I'm actually gonna personally build those. Okay. Okay. That'll be very similar to the ones that I did at Shot Show, if I get some free time. So yeah, and that's all <laughs> before the uh, the the PSA five. <laughs> Wait, hold a second. I don't even want to get into the. I don't want to start that because uh, <laughs> that's going to get really hot and heated here really fast. But I know. Inter- but you guys are still developing that, right? Off. Yeah, you you're still working yes. on that. That's still in the works, right? Yes, you are correct. You okay. Are correct. All right, so um, let's see. Uh, Elfsters, Rifles, and Reloading uh, gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, keep on pumping out that Freedom, PSA, and Brownells. Come hell or high COVID, you need to do uh, to do another, what is this? Uh, need to do another PSA event, Crazy Fun 556, Jackal 556, AK. Uh, there you go. Cannot wait. Awesome. Good to hear so, from you, Todd. Yes, absolutely. No. Shout out to Elfsters out there. Um, let's see. Uh, there's there's so many things here. So I think I think everyone had a good time here. What's this you want me to remind everyone of, Lola? Folks should check out the Hank Strange YouTube for all the info on PSA offerings, uh, as well as Brownell stuff. You know, we'll 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 if Brownells has anything coming out, we'll have them come back when these guys actually release stuff. 
you know, we'll we'll have them come back on here as well. Um, I definitely want to thank all of you guys for coming on the show here and hanging out with us and answering oh. questions and taking so much time. I, I appreciate it. Um, if we could, where should people reach out to you guys if they have more questions or maybe things that we missed here because we just got hot and heated and whatever conversations we were having? Um, how can they reach out to you all? I don't know if uh, you want to go first, Roy. Uh, you can hit me on IG, like Hank was saying, at possumfatback.com. I mean, just Possum Fatback on Instagram. No mm -hmm. O on the front of Possum. It's the Arkansas spelling. Mm -hmm. Or uh, if you if you call the Brownell switchboard and ask for Roy Hill, uh, they'll 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 hook you to me. There you go. All right. So that's how you do it. Uh, what about uh, for Josiah and Chad here? Um, if you've got any uh, order questions that you just can't get through uh, on customer service to us, um, and your past five business days. Email me, Josiah, at palmettestatearmory.com. But mm -hmm. as far as regular information coming out, mm -hmm. uh, Chad's got a lot of Facebook groups. Um, we've got AR15.com are always on. We've got different threads in our forum about the new products coming out. Chad, what Facebook groups? Do you want to name them off different ones? We kind of boiled it down to have select focus groups. So you got PSAKV Group Official. You got the Palmetto State Army AR15 Owners Group. You got the Palmetto State Army AK Owners Group. You got the handgun group, we got a competition group, and then I have my own personal Carolina Arms Review group. So we, and I answer personal questions on products. I started my personal group because people knew that I shot and I could give information on feedback for their product. And then they also wanted to potentially sell the stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this weird thing where I was getting all this stuff in that some good, some bad, some was meh. And I'm like, you know, why not share this with consumers right i mean i'm getting all this different hot rod type racy stuff to mm -hmm. go play with why not share that information and i'm i mean everybody's been very i've got a couple little reviews out there that i've done but um if somebody so you, just you have your own you've got a youtube channel with this stuff right i hadn't i haven't started a youtube channel but i've got the okay. facebook group that's mm -hmm. kind of dedicated to it and um it's really just i don't really compete with any of the other guys like you that are out there doing this stuff. This a lot of this stuff that I get is prototype stuff. Like mm -hmm. for instance, Tandem Cross, I've shot with those guys for years in Steel Challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm really high ranked in Steel Challenge. So the guy's like, hey, I'll, let me send you this to see and see what you think from a PCC's perspective, mm -hmm. how it works out. Well, it's kind of new. It's cutting edge. It's mm -hmm. basically a stock for a uh, Ruger PC carbine. It's called the Upriser. It changes the angle of the stock so it brings the bore axis closer to your to your eye line of sight hmm. instead of a traditional rifle. <clears throat> and that's kind of what kicked it off. I was like, here this thing is. It's really cool. I'm giving these guys feedback. It's something that we use from a competitive standpoint. We may carry it. Why not talk about it and let other people see kind of my thoughts on these products before they're ever released to the market? Mm -hmm. So it's 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 pretty neat. I mean, um, but anyway, we, we've got all those PSA groups, and then if you want to chat with me directly, you can go to that Carolina Arms Review. I try not to friend everybody on my personal page, and that was kind of a, another reason I did it as well. Yeah, I think it's good when, when uh, the folks in the industry are doing social media and out there. I think it's a good way for, for people to uh, to be introduced to you, to you know, to just put that right. human face on what you guys are doing. I've seen Roy doing a lot of that stuff on Possum Fatback. It's it's cool, fun stuff, and it's a good way to see, like, oh, this is like a genuine gun guy, you know, and, he, you know, he's got a human soul. 
It's always good to see, right? It's tough. If folks are looking at at, uh, folks in the industry, especially at SHOT Show, right? Everyone's coming up to you and talking to you and you're kind of giving like almost the same message. It's good to see like, hey, here are these guys. They're real guys. They're gun guys. They're into this. You can follow them and and communicate with them a little bit. I think it really goes a long way. But Uh, but everybody knows us gingers don't have souls. So, you know, there's that. Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. Before we get out of here, do you guys have it? I see lots of people thanking you all for coming on here. Um, Do you guys have any like final things that you want to get out to the folks before we press the end button on this? Get out and go shooting and take somebody who's never gone shooting to the range with you. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And and same way. Yep. Same. I was going to say the same thing. If yep. Take your guns. Get this your training. Sounds stupid, but I was going to say the same thing. If you've never shot before, go out and get just get some training in. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the big point of this, I, I know we got sidetracked a little bit. The big point of doing this is that these guys are working every day. These companies are working to get stuff out to you to get things back in stock. Um, try to have some patience with them right now with everything going on. They are not going to forget about you. They are going to handle uh, your different questions and things like that that's coming up. It's just, you know, the sign of the times that we're living in. Hopefully this will pass and we'll go back to normal and we'll have all the good gun stuff to ourselves. <laughs> You're right. I mean, yeah, it's it's unprecedented times. And we it, it I laugh sometimes because guys are like, I would buy this from you, but it's out of stock. Like it's a plan for us to be out of stock so that we can't make money. You know, that's not a strategy. <laughs> we don't like it either. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're working on. They're working on it, guys. So that's the big thing. Okay. Listen. I want to thank everyone. I want to keep these guys any longer. Um, I know. You know. Everyone's got things to go back to here. Thanks so much, Brownells. Uh, Palmetto State Armory. Thanks to Josiah, Chad, Roy, all you folks out there for coming on. Smash those thumbs ups. Stay right there, guys. I'm going to press the button, end everything here. Make sure you guys uh, press those thumbs ups. Uh, leave your comments here. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get some of these guys to come in and answer questions after this. Make sure you ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Thanks so much, everyone. We are out of here. Good night. Be safe. We'll see you all soon. We're out. Peace.